check. Check one, two. Can you please turn me up in the headphones? Perfect. Thank you. You are listening to the Worth the Fight podcast radio program. Episode one, Zachary Carruthers of Portugal, the man. Here are your hosts, Dustin Fox and Brian Rose. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Damn. Great start. Okay, let's try this one more time. <clears throat> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of Worth the Fight, the podcast. My name is Dustin Fox. I'm here with Brian Bros, my co-host. Hey there, guys. He's right over there. Here at Worth the Fight, we like to dig into the story and the struggle behind art, really good art, creativity, things like that. Um, today, we have an awesome guest. His name is Zachary Carruthers. He is a founding member of a band that I love, I've followed forever, uh, called Portugal the man. This episode, if you are listening to this around March or close to March, uh, you will realize this is a sneak peek episode. There's only one of them right now online. And that is because we are offering it to you uh, for like something to do because we know you're stuck all alone at home. World's kind of a crazy place. The world is going absolutely bonkers right now. We don't know if anyone is ever going to see the sun again at this point. It's... You you know better than us because it's the future where you are. So um, figure we'd ease the ease the blow a little bit, guys. Yeah. So while you are unsure what's happening, feel free to listen to this podcast. In the meantime, Portugal the Man is going to be a great interview. Brian, do you have anything else to say about this interview? Yeah, real quick before we get going, guys, um, want to bring this up. We didn't get to talk about it much in the interview, mainly because it had happened yet. But about a week or so ago. Um, Portugal, the man, and Zach started the PTM Foundation. Mm, yeah. And what the PTM Foundation does is it uh, stands for human rights for all people, specifically indigenous people around the world, because uh, Zach and Portugal, the man, are a very active philanthropic band, and they, they love helping out people. And so... Yeah, and we had... Uh, we talked quite a bit about this, actually. During the interview, you got to hear it, um, but uh, there was no such thing as the Portugal Demand Foundation, because it hadn't been started yet. So now it is. We're really excited about it. Um, Brian, would you just, like, read us their official blurb from their website really quick, just since you're here? Yeah, definitely. So here's what they're about, guys. PTM Foundation is focused on building community resilience, empathy, and awareness through music, stories, art, education, and connectivity. We aim to convene and organize partnerships and projects informed by community need, then mobilize Portugal the man's listeners and supporters around that shared vision. While our advocacy, philanthropy, and community engagement work is primarily centered around universal issues related to human rights, mental health, and the environment, this organization puts a specific focus on highlighting the stories of indigenous peoples. We are committed to helping bring these sacred voices, often the most informed yet silenced among us, to the forefront. So, guys, if you want to find out more about the PTM Foundation or donate or do any of that, there'll be a link uh, to them in our show notes at worththefight.blog. Worththefight.blog. Write it down. Please go there. Check it out. Check them out. They're a great organization, and they could uh, really use your help, guys. It'd be awesome. We had the most fun talking to Zachary Carruthers. I had a good time. Did you have a good time, Brian? I had a great time. Brian had a a good time. I had a good time. There was beer. There was Red Bull. Um, anyway, we are super excited to play this for you here right now. Last thing I'll say is if there's anything else that you want to find out more about that we talk about, go to worthofight.blog. Anyway, here is Zachary Carruthers. We thought we would just start out, break the ice. We have just like 
a set of like 10 questions. Brian's just going to read them just straight off to you. All right. It's just um, like, a, like machine gun style. Yeah. Yeah. Machine gun style. You can cool. answer them fast. If you want to get like way into it, get into it. All this right. This is just to kind of, you know. All right, cool. Just to so, kick, kick things right. off, get things going. Yeah, let's do it. Are you ready? Ready. All right. Ready, set, go. Uh, if you could play in any band in the world, who would it be? Like, which band would you leave Portugal for today if they <sighs> asked you? Dead or Alive? Alive, because uh, this, has to, this has to be believable. This has to be believable. Who would you leave your band for today if they knocked on your door and said, join us? Yes, you put the yeah. contract in front of you? Yes, yeah. I, I, honestly, I don't think I could. Like, okay. I'm, this uh, this job has got to <laughs> starting off with a long answer. Uh, this yeah. job is a psycho, and I don't think if I could go back, I, unless uh, Pantera, all, Pantera, the Beatles all came back from the dead, then uh, otherwise I'd, uh, I'm, I'm either doing this or I'm out. I think uh, this is the only band for me. I don't think I'm a career musician. It's just like I was there when it was born. I'll be there when it dies. And like I can't, I can't be fired. I cannot quit. Like it's, it's one of those things. Because you were one of two of the founding members yeah. of the band, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Cool, cool, cool. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I yeah started doing this, and I'm just like uh, unbelievably stubborn about it. So I don't think anybody uh, money definitely couldn't buy it, and I can't. I definitely go. I wouldn't quit my band to go, do, but I would definitely go do some other things. There would be people I have played with, like uh, Beck or Wu Tang. But there's no one if, if Wu Tang let me join. Yeah, if, okay. yeah, <laughs> or they're, Weird Al. Uh, well, we have we have a <laughs> that's, special that's, surprise that's, for you today, Zach, because behind this on, door right now Weird Al, <laughs> is the entire Wu Tang Clan, dead and alive. <laughs> um, Nothing to fuck with. So, uh, just a very simple question: When you think of the world, the word "successful," who comes to mind and why? Mm, interesting. My thoughts of success are: uh, I'm going to say my dad. Hmm. Yeah, he's got a now he's retired. He's like kind of starting a well balanced life. He was kind of a workaholic, kind of like I am, and uh, but he, I kind of did it right. He took a lot of pride in his work, and yeah, I don't think successful. I'm starting to learn to that finding a balance is the most successful thing to me. But everybody has their own versions of it. It's uh, but to me, it's not money um, or fame or anything weird. It's just and it's not really happiness. I like find that a little weird. But a balanced life. If you feel in any given moment that you're where you're supposed to be, it's a sense of belonging. I think, which is hard as shit for a lot of people. Yeah. So is that because you want to do it for a long time? Is that like a longevity thing? You'd rather do it. Maybe, be, yeah. Be, put up in moderation and do be able to do it longer than to burn out. Yeah, maybe. I guess. I guess it's like a. Um, hmm. How do I explain this? Yeah, I guess success just is you never reach it. Uh, for me, right. it's like a drive to keep going or keep trying to better yourself or something like that. It's um, it's more the journey than the destination. Exactly, exactly. I never Did you really... write that yourself, Brian? That was really good. I found good. it on a fortune that was yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> That was great. Fortunate. Um, what did your dad do? Sorry, uh, we're gonna get back oh, to no, these no, rapid no, fire. No, I'm he, really he, curious yeah, yeah, about no, your dad. He works for uh, um, he worked for Pepsi Cola. He okay. was in the grocery business forever, and then uh, he worked for Pepsi Cola, and then kind of a small bottling plant in Bellingham, Washington, that sold. It was like a franchise, but it sold Pepsi products um, and wine and beer and stuff like that. But he's been in the beverage industry most of most of my life. And so, okay. yeah, and now he's recently retired, likes to fish. And, uh, yeah, my first, my first camera was a Minolta that I stole from him. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know the model number, but it's the one that everybody's dad had. Yeah. <laughs> it was right on. that one. 
Nice. So his success is is because you think he just did what he loved and worked hard and didn't ever quit or change. Yeah, he just did what he wanted to do, and what he wanted to do was work and then stop working. And now he just uh, <laughs> and and then now he uh, hangs out with his dog, his wife, and goes fishing and uh, nice. and hangs out with uh, with my niece. And so yeah. and I was like, man, eh, that makes him content and, and yeah. happy. Then that's successful. He figured it out. Yeah, I heard a rumor that Stevo. Have you heard this? Uh, Do you know where I'm going with this? Stevo's parents owned Pepsi, part of Pepsi, a little half of Pepsi. I've heard this. I got somewhere in his out. family. I think Pepsi is in his family somehow. He seems like the kind of guy that would own Pepsi and that, tell yeah, no one that, that like uh, <laughs> didn't have to worry about much. Right. Uh, his only job was to injure himself. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. And I'm good on the money side, so I'm going to go do stupid for shit sure. Because sure. I'm good. I don't have to get an actual job. That's yeah, what I would yeah. do if I if I was the Pepsi heir. I'd probably just burn my skin off for fun. Yeah. Totally. Oh yeah. Why not? Yeah. 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 He's he's funny. I I don't think I've met him. Met Johnny Knoxville, a very oh, very right. nice and mellow mellow guy. Like really really seemed like a really good dude. Nice. Yeah, yeah. but I, I kind of feel like all those guys. Yeah, you know, everybody kind of puts on a puts on a thing, and those yeah, guys kind of really put on a thing. Yeah, and he feels like he's always in character. Oh, Steve-o. for sure. Yeah, you got to be. And uh, I don't blame. Was that show that he was on? Like. It wasn't. Was it karaoke from hell or something? I never oh, actually Knoxville or Steve O. Steve O. He was the host of this show where he had to do karaoke while doing terrible things, and I only saw okay, like clips okay, okay. of it off the soup or some shit. But it was like with like a vice around like, his nipples or something. And yeah, he's yeah. Singing, I remember, like, I remember alive. somebody was like a contestant. He was just a judge, and a contestant had to sing. He was singing like a country song. And serving margaritas to the judges on a on a on a tray, but he had a shock collar on his throat. Nice, they kept zapping, and it's pretty brilliant. Oh, that's excellent. Nice. Um, so next one. Do you have any pre-show rituals that have drastically improved your uh, live performance? <sighs> Whiskey. Whiskey. Yeah, that's about it. We don't really do anything. John usually takes a nap. We all drink whiskey and kind of go out there and pull off the bottle right before we go out and usually figure out what the hell we're going to play like two minutes before we go out. There. Nice. <laughs> no, nothing weird. Not the, what's the band that would always ha- like remove the green Skittles or, or the green? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. I don't know who started that. Was well, that the Kiss? No, there was some. Well, I mean, the, like the Wayne's World 2 story. It's like, uh, you know, it's, there was me. Uh, it's like Will you Google that real quick? I really want to know and, who uh, is the green M&M's person. Because there wasn't green M&M's It was It was forever. Ozzy from the movie. But I know, but what that actually is, a lot of tricks like that. This is something that people don't know, a little inside information. A lot of, uh, so that's called uh, your rider. Like you make this you, list right. of demands, but they're not really demands. They're stuff that you pay for. They come out of like the catering budget or whatever. But a lot of people, they do have weird stuff. People ask for like puppies backstage or, you know, clean underwear and socks, which is handy, towels, booze, whatever. Um, Just because they can or because they these- will actually help them in some regard? Oh, it'll, it'll help them. And, but some things are because you can't, but the brown M&M's thing is basically that's a trick. That's not just saying like he's a prima donna who only wants to eat brown that's like M&M's. That's a psychological play. It's a power play. Not even really. What it is, is that you put something little in there. It's kind of a blue door, you know? Mm. Um, and so you basically know walking into a venue if people have paid attention to this stuff. Cause you send in, that's your catering writer. That yeah. just goes in your back room. But then you have all these technical specs that they have to go through to make sure that everything's on stage. So you basically, Basically, that's actually a trick. It's not really a diva thing. And we put one on, but we just do a simple one. We ask for a specific kind of nut butter. 
And it's not that we mm. want that. Mm. We just but it's know to see if people are actually paying attention. To actually pay attention, like so that when you get to sound check, things. you kind of know exactly. If we walk in our room and there's peanut butter, like we're just like, ah, today is just going to be kind of fucked up. <laughs> and it's not like like we're always like you know the the house crew. If they miss cool. the peanut butter, what else like, could they have missed? Exactly, just like somebody's not totally paying attention, and then you just kind of get a heads up. It's not like. Normally it's fine, but honestly, it's just kind of a heads up. Like, what kind of situation am I walking into here? Because it's just different every day, yeah. but the same every day. So that's actually a trick, and it's a. It's what a lot of people think that it's a. Did you find out? It thing. looks like Van Halen might have started Van Halen uh, started, the yeah. thing, and it was with yeah, with brown M and M's, and then green as well. So it they sounded like Van Halen moved the brown start, or might have started yeah, yeah. only brown or no brown. He, he had it as only brown M and M's. Oh yeah, that's okay. Fine. And then other people I think started doing it where like remove this one yeah. colored M and M because that's even more yeah. of a detailed okay, okay. thing. Totally. So how much? How much uneaten nut butter do you own? Lots. Okay, but we always uh, we we try to we give what it away brand? to houseless people. Can we can we plug your nut butter real quick for oh, free? Oh, we don't we don't ask for a specific. Oh, brand. Okay, okay. And normally we ask for local things like whatever they prefer, wherever they uh, we we do ask that like shop local and um, and we always ask for you know specific. We get uh, we get a lot of booze and then a lot of uh, little kid items because a lot of times our singer's uh, daughter will be out on tour with us. Nice. But even when she's not, we still have tons of string cheese and candy. Nice. And like, yeah, every time they fill our back room, there's like, uh, this looks like a, you know, like a second grade birthday party. <laughs> and uh, All it's we're a couple lunchables. And you're Pretty the band. Oh, you're yeah, the band like, showing uh, up to play. We got easy cheese. We got, uh, we got some really good stuff. Uncrustables, oh man. They're killer. Oh my! Uncrustables are my jam. Mm-hmm. We need to move on. If you pardon the pun, Uncrustables. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. love okay. Uncrustables. Okay, um, that's enough about Uncrustables. Let's yeah. move on. <laughs> uh, what advice would you give your 2004 self? Kind of at the. Let's. For, I would like to start. So that's a great question. Where were you in 2004? Because this is a this is a Wikipedia inspired question. Interesting. Uh, and it said you started in 2002, but we couldn't find any thing that happened no. in 2002. Technically. Uh, John and I started a different band in 2002, and uh, but we that band broke up in 2004, and we started okay. Portugal the Man. Didn't release anything specifically, and uh, didn't put out an album till 2006. But in 2004, we were playing here. I was living on 29th and Main, and uh, only like three blocks from my house right now, which is kind of weird, and. Um, I was unbelievably poor. I was working at a really nice restaurant in Northwest Portland that were very, very cool. Um, they would let me go on tour and then come back and they'd give me a job back, which was insane. Cool. Yeah, I fantastic. couldn't have really done much without without them. And because uh, uh, we were just very, very poor at the beginning. So we, yeah, I was, uh, I was either here or I was on tour and those early tours were pretty fun. We were in a minivan with no trailer. So gear packed pretty much to the ceiling. We could, there were three of us laying in the back. You couldn't tilt your head up enough to read a book. We bought a rice cooker from Salvation Army because we couldn't afford a mm. new rice cooker and a big old bag of rice. And we just stop at rest stops on the highway, unplug the soda machine, <laughs> plug in our rice cooker. And that's where we ate. Oh we gosh. had a meal budget of for hot food, um, like fast food, we got one dollar item a week. So like every wow. Sunday, we'd go and get a Whopper Junior. It was rough. It was fun as hell. So, so then, what what advice then? Where where you are now? What advice would you give? Buy a bullet and rent a gun. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
just it's kidding. Not worth it. No, it's a, it was totally a, it was totally fun. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't change anything. Not only because I can't, but all those experiences were super fun. We met people. We just ended up um, not having options. Like puts you in some really fun situations. Right. A lot of dangerous stuff. But we met a lot of friends who would let us sleep on their floors. They cook us breakfast the next day, and they still get into shows for free now. And uh, and so we just, we had a lot of fun. We were learning a lot. We were just kind of little idiot sponges going around and, uh, we did, we started a band just so we could go travel and yeah. it wasn't to make money. It was, it was finding out that you don't need money. We moved to Portland from Alaska and we, we'd go out and we didn't get a lot of shows up there. And so we'd go out and we'd just see that, oh man, we pay three bucks to go to some bar and see a band that I've heard of from a town I haven't heard of. And they just get in their van and go. I thought you needed stage lights and Lear jets. You don't need any of that shit. Just go, <laughs> yeah. man. And so we just we'd play shows. I was like, all right, if you can just fill up our gas tank twice to make it to you know Wichita, we're good, and okay. uh, we'll sell some T-shirts maybe. And yeah, we just kept doing that. Do you think the? It seems to me like when you do achieve that fame, you know, you want a Grammy. We can talk about that here in a minute. Um, that that I mean, wouldn't that when you say that was sweetened or was it by the fact that you knew you had all of that, that you had the one dollar food budget? Oh, you yeah. know, I mean, that you had worked for that. You put your dues in and, you know, I mean, what would that have meant if you just someone just knocked on your door and said, oh, totally. I see. Know, Here's a free song and here's yeah. a Grammy. And you know. I see kids that just like you would start at 2004. Yeah, totally. yeah, I have an artist name in mind yeah, that I'm I not do. going to say. There's so <laughs> many that just like I mean, that are really talented. And, but just haven't uh, put in the work yet. Yeah, and and you know, but they have that. Your first album is a, a very particular thing. You know, you have your whole life to think about it. And you got all this stuff in you, and you put it out. And sometimes they have a hit, and then that's why the sophomore slump is pretty tough, man. Backing it up, mm-hmm. yeah. and after you get recognition, like yeah, shit's hard. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't like to be that. At the time, I'm sure I would have, because we were dirt poor, but. uh but it was fun. We were having a good time. And yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it, man. I think all that, all that stuff was great. I'd probably be a terrible person if I had <laughs> money at 21. Like that's, you know, I was well, 2004, I was 24 or something like that. And, uh, and yeah, it was, um, nah, man, my life was rad in 2004. I just didn't have a lot. I actually had an apartment, like, uh, but that was just cause I, I had a girlfriend. So all the other guys were like kind of squatting. <laughs> came, came, came with us. Great. That's the thing about a stereotypical band guy. I paid my share of the rent. It was it was it was fine. Uh, sorry, Haley, for everything. And uh, <laughs> no, she was cool. She's great. Um, man, shout she, out to Haley. Shout out to Haley, man. She put up with a lot. Um, so I have this because you were talking about those early days too. Uh, so I, I I was had a quick stint in a band. Did a little bit of touring, mm-hmm. uh, relatively speaking. To who's in the room uh that being said i was super i was kind of on that the point where i was i had been really into the guitar been learning um and really into it but wasn't quite touring yet i mm-hmm. had a band but we yeah. weren't you didn't have steady gigs you know so i was working at american eagle mm-hmm. uh i can't remember the year this must have been somewhere between 04 and 06 uh working at american eagle and this i think it was your first singles from waiter you vultures yeah. uh was on our like video, we had like a video, a running video of oh yeah, of remember music videos totally yeah, and uh, I, maybe, maybe I might have been Guns Guns Guns, I don't remember. I think it was M eighty the Wolf. M eighty the Wolf. That's yes yes yeah, yes yeah, yeah. totally. Uh, yep, I can hear it. Yeah, so I that was my first 
I heard that song and I like stopped whatever food or clothing item I was folding, went over there, saw who it was, went home, got the record, played the shit out of it. Uh, And that was the first time that I had heard anything of yours. So anyway. How did we get that deal? How did we get into American Eagle back then? Like that was. That's a really weird. Well, so, so the highest point that my band reached, this is where we, this is where I passed the baton on to you, uh, was Hollister. Okay. We did get into Hollister and we found that out. Because someone texted us and told us or whatever. And so that was probably right when your career started. And then it was my job at that time to give you space in the universe. Thank you. To do your thing. (laughs) So here you are giving giving back. And I I really appreciate that. Everything goes in circles. Portugal Demand is is very conscientious of giving back to the the universe. To all those those American employees. Um, How does a failure set you up for later success? Do you have a, a favorite failure that... Oh, so many. That. I love um, this question. Yeah, that's a fantastic question. Uh, man, it's just like, it's every day. I mean, we fail in some ways every day. I mean, making an album, making art is just punishing. It's just, yeah, people ask what it's like, and it's I'm just like, oh, just like, just unbelievable self-loathing, like, like not not thinking that you're any good, not thinking that your friends are any good, being bummed about your friends, being fun with us. Like everybody kind of thinks they're a fraud at whatever they do. I think an imposter. I just learned this and I'm like, yeah, that's like exactly what I've been feeling my whole life. But that's the drive that like gets you there. And so, I mean, you have to fail. You just absolutely have to. And I really like on, on a lot of levels, there's something very comforting about rock bottom. That uh, it's solid fucking ground, man. And like, you're you're dropping no further. Yeah, yeah. It's like, only up from here. And especially when it goes like faster. And in little ways, if you like walk out on stage and trip and fall before the show even starts, just like, well, fuck. I guess I can just Great. do whatever I want. Yeah. And I've literally done that. And like a bunch of people watching, I just like slipped or tripped on a cable, and you're just like, well, that was embarrassing. I guess uh, the rest of the show is like, you know, it's fine. And it's all downhill from here. And so there's something comforting about that and just learning. And it is people take it in different ways. I've taken a bunch of different ways, but you know, it, it is important. And, um, yeah, you don't want to say builds character, but goddamn it builds character. Is there, I'm going to ask the opposite (laughs) of that question too. Is there, like an insane success that you had that you were like positive was going to be a failure or you did not think anyone was going to accept or is there anything like that that you just, that you oh, yeah. I mean, you're always second guessing yourself whenever you put anything out. Now when you're, when you're like trying to sell art or releasing art and that's always been my problem. That's why I need a band. Like I can't really do that. If I write a song, like nobody hears it. I just like write it, and then it's like so. I help write songs. I like I can't have all that responsibility. I mean, I could never be a solo artist. It just it wouldn't be good. And um, and so I need the I need the like my gang and my crew and like other people to have your back to kind of share some of that responsibility because I'm just terrified to do that. And so anytime you put something out and it's uh it's it's terrible, then you start to just overthinking everything, wondering, you know, if you should have changed this lyric, oh, maybe we should have done this. Oh, I forgot about this old thing that we did. I like that better. You just second guess it. But then once you just put it out or once you 
say something or speak your truth in any way, then it's then it's out. It no longer belongs to you. It's out. It belongs to the rest of the world. And so we've had a bunch of things that I thought would fail that ended up working out. But everything's a risk, and it's worth taking if you believe in it. And it doesn't matter that much unless it's like there there's consequences, but like consequences. You know, it's like... Uh, you're not like at the bomb about having to choose the red wire or the blue wire. Sort yeah. Of it's, there's no, if you really no, no, think no. about things, man, it's like there, I mean, there are definitely you know, major life moments where you, you know, can choose, but often if you think about it, put your case, uh, like, like walk through the worst case scenario. And I do that. I've got crippling anxiety and, but then, and I'm always worried about stuff and worrying is pretty stupid, but I can't tell my brain that so let's stop worrying but it's pretty dumb it's putting your body through a situation that hasn't happened yet yeah that's dumb as shit but i do it every day but then like if you really dig into that and try to experience it and like if you're worried about something if you're anxious about something like go through the worst case scenario and you might find that it's okay and it's probably not going to be that bad but regret is also a son of a bitch and so I don't know, man. I went yeah, out the cost some of stuff. inaction. That's huge. That's been yeah. getting to me. I've fucked up a lot of times with that. So I want, if you don't mind, I'd I'd love to dive more into some of that. Yeah, and then we can get to these. We have yeah, these yeah. questions. We on can deck always come here, back to stuff. But I, I mean, I like we that. you know we just launched this this podcast, and uh, we are kind of trying to figure out you know where we stand, what our wings are, and I one thing that's really important to me. I know it's important to Brian. Is we want instead of just you know coming in, we want to hear about your music and everything. Uh, regarding the process and art and all that, we, we really want to know where that comes from on a, on a deeper level too, and talk about mental health. Word. Talk about uh, you know how maybe how your experiences can uh, apply to somebody who's listening to this in some way, or, you know, that's in somewhere that you've been or yeah. are right now or anything like that. So I know you mentioned anxiety; um, it's definitely something that I deal with. Yeah. Um, I think all creatives slash artists deal with it to yeah. some varying degree at some point. No yeah, because what. we all say, "I'm going to put this piece of art out, and that's enough." Yeah. But really, we put that piece of art out, and we want everyone in the world, we want the universe to accept it and say, "Like our cosmic dad, mm-hmm. good job, son. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you did the right thing <laughs> yeah. here. You're got. You're valuable. Everything's cool." Yeah, yeah. And the just doesn't always happen because sure. they, because they judge sometimes more on quality I feel than on how vulnerable you are necessarily or how much you had to cry or yeah, like totally. you know over that song or that piece or whatever yeah. so uh, I'm just I mean we have a couple questions regarding that but I mean just in terms no, of that's way more interesting you know, than all the process and everything is like yeah. you know we know that's part of it and we want to ask but like the, this is where this sort of stuff is where the heart of what it is cool so we're just going to start the podcast right now we're going to cut everything (laughs) everything before this is going to warm up record zach's he's taking off his coat yeah dude we're ready to go the coat's off we have red bull we're good to go uh so yeah uh Wait, what was the question? I didn't really ask a question. So the oh, question would be, um, yeah, yeah I, I just want to hear what your what that process has looked like for you. I mean, I guess, what did it look like when you didn't know how to handle anxiety, depression, whatever it was? I don't want to put words in your mouth, whatever it was you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. And then has that changed now? Do you think you've made progress? Is uh, there progress? Yeah, you're looking at it. Uh, pretty much this year, I've like the last month, I have made unbelievable progress still like nowhere near but i always just never really showed emotion 
never uh, um, never looked inward. I was always very observant, but I honestly never thought about the the inaction piece that you brought up earlier. Is like yeah. that really got to me. I would think about things so much and debate them. I wouldn't end up doing anything, and I would miss the opportunity. I wouldn't vote. I would I would be deciding until that day, and then I was like, ah, and then I didn't do it, and I was like fuck dude what then what does it matter what was all that thought going into that's bullshit it's like, kind of paralyzed by the inaction of it yeah almost. trust find your compass and i mean there's there's in our band we're like a varying a, a widespread array of uh def, different psychological disorders we're all psychopaths in our own way <laughs> Kind of have to be to a certain degree. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And we're all different ones, and like, it gets wild. But I'm just, I'm new to mental health. I'm new to listening to myself. I'm new to, um, I would listen to other people a lot, but I never took care of myself. I, I never did a lot of things. I never, I just lived with it. The anxiety has gotten worse, and I'm starting to get a grip on that. Um, but it's very important and you got to breaking this. I really love everything that's going on in that community. of just people talking about it and breaking the stigma to it. I mean, I'm from Alaska. Like we don't go to therapists. <laughs> like, dude, you don't like if a bone's it's not, not sticking out of your arm, you don't go to the doctor. Like it's, it's just a thing, yeah. but that's fucking stupid. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. I have a therapist. I got two. Um, I don't go as much as I should and I cancel a lot, but that's uh that's that's stupid. That's something I'm working with. And I take care of yourself or at least know yourself. And that's been my problem is I didn't really know myself. I would be just paralyzed in indecision that came from just asking too many questions. Which is fine, I, but I always end up seeing both sides of the story. But never answering those, answering those questions. Yeah. Just, just going to the next razor. question. You're just like yeah. subdividing and subdividing and subdividing. And I'm starting to take more gambles and just trusting. I feel like I have a good sense of direction in my soul or whatever. And so I'm just going with it. And I don't need to argue it. I don't need to. I would think about like, oh, what if I make this decision? And what if somebody like you know, disagrees and I got to argue with them. I was like, yeah, fuck it. I felt like it. Like what else is there? Yeah. yeah. What else is there? What are you going to trust the news that like when it comes to anything, like yeah. what can you trust? Yeah. Nothing except what you believe. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's ultimately you and what, yeah. what, yeah. And your what five morals, beliefs you, or thoughts are meaning you put on exactly. that. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's you and nothing else. Totally. And, and it's people that you trust It's people that you place around you that, are projections of you because everybody does that in a good way or a bad way. Everybody close to you, your family, your friends, your significant others, like your children, they're all like, like they're versions of you and they're mirrors to you. And you see the things you don't have in people and you see the things you do have and that you might not like. There's, there's a million different things, but trust your instinct. Most people know what's right. And I just have a feeling if you listen to yourself, um, Things might uh, things might get better. I mean, at least the anxiety goes away because even if you fuck up, but you believe that you're just like, ah, well, you I did, I, I did, what you I believed. followed yeah. my heart, and maybe it, yeah, the the heart can lie to you. That's a, that's a fact. But um, 
Better to try and fail than not even exactly. open the door. Yeah, there's there's a lot of things. I just I kept the door closed for a long time, and then I got like real. I went through some stuff, and I was like, uh, but but it's cool. It's cool to talk about, and it's good for people that are struggling to know they're not alone, and that so many people struggle. And you got to look at that. You look at people like, um. I don't know, for, for whatever reason that you don't look into it or you don't want to get help or ask for it, because you look at, for me, I would look at other people like, oh, dude, there's so many people that have it way worse than me. Right. And so I'm like, so you like, don't, who you shouldn't I be the one yeah, to yeah. waste the doctor's time because this, yeah. this guy has it worse. Totally. Or, or, or anything like that. Like, do something to help those people and then do something to help yourself, you know? But like the, you know, the mask on an airplane, if, you know, you got to take care of yourself. If you're not breathing, you can't help anybody else. Yep. And that's the there truth. There it is. And you can only love others as much as you love yourself. There's only that much to give. And if, and if you, and so like try to get right or, or ask for help. It's like, it's totally okay. And you don't worry about like everything's in context. And I would be like, my mom had some terrible shit happen to her. Um, when she was a kid, it's like, you know, her dad, brother dying, like, like loads of stuff. And she like, she was just always super positive and like came out of it. And so like that always just made me, it inspired me, but it also like kind of made me swallow a lot of my feelings yeah. and stuff like that. I was like, Mine was the same well. way. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, I was like, well, my life isn't that bad. And if <laughs> I, but if I'm really struggling with something, it's like everything's in context and you gotta, you gotta remember like to you, like you're the only buddy or you're the only person that could put context in your life. People like Robin Williams, though, you know, have, you know, people that, you know, superstars that have, that are, that are comedians that, you know, have everything that you think that any person would ever want. They're right. just joyous and they make the entire world laugh right. and they're not happy. Right. Yeah. And it, it can happen to everybody. It, and, and mental health is something that, doesn't discriminate against age, race, gender, sexual preference, um, you know, rich or poor, anything, man. It's like, it's, do you think it's people real. are born like, like a disease or like, or have like a, like a genetic predisposition that are born totally. just with that cross yeah. to bear? I think, I think, you know, I think I believe in nature and nurture. It's like, there's a lot of, <laughs> you know, people are born and they, they, they are a person. They're like, like from the day they were born, you know, it's like, yeah, I see, I see brothers that are raised, you know, in the, in the separately, in, right? separately or, yeah. and, and that they're similar and they're different. It's like, uh, you know, it's not just how you raise them. It's like, you know, somebody comes out and there's, I don't know what it is. And, uh, I'm new to spirituality and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm new to this whole thing. I, it could be a whole other podcast. Mm, I don't like calling it <laughs> Come that, back but tomorrow I'm, and yeah, we'll yeah. talk about that. I don't like really calling it that, but there's just something mm. I believe that everybody's got like, you know, whatever your soul is, mm-hmm. I believe that that's just there. And then everything you learn, everything you hear, everything you see, everything you read, like that also shapes you. But you are also this. But it's just it's just subdividing choices. It's like you... You see things, you hear things, and then you speak things. It's like all of our senses, some of them go in, some of them go out, and they spread. So once you see something, once you hear something, and then you have a choice, and you have a right or left, like what do you do with it? And then those just build up. You know? yeah. I had, You were talking about uh, 
nature, uh, the nature part of it for me, I had a, a situation where I, so growing up, I, I started playing guitar, I think at like in sixth grade, mm-hmm. however, however old you are when you're in sixth grade, uh, took an elective class in acoustic guitar, loved it, nice. got an electric that year for Christmas, you know, did Way that whole fun. thing, uh, used the, that as sort of a, an instrument for my own, you know, getting all my shit out basically. Totally. Uh, and, Sort of did that whole thing, and then sort of became uh, the guy who would buy like the the cheap guitars or the guitars from the secondhand shops, and then take them home and then pull them apart. And then when I was in the band, and we either got some kind of uh, sponsorship or like a, I was able to get a nicer guitar, I would still take it home, take the whole thing apart, and kind of do yeah. you know make it my own, right? And I would get a lot of shit from my band because they're like yo, this company paid for this guitar for you <laughs> and you just destroyed it. And, and I didn't know what I was doing for like the first four or five guitars. And so I would, they, it would be destroying them. Yeah. Uh, but eventually I figured it out, but I did that. And then, and I didn't know uh, my uncle or anybody on my dad's side my whole life, but I just chose to play the guitar, chose to take them apart and learn how to build them and do that whole thing. Uh, was on the road with my entire band and we decided we were going to meet with my uncle who I hadn't seen basically my whole life. He rolls in, I'm meeting him, my band's meeting him all for the first time. They all know me. And he comes in and he's got the hat on for the custom guitar shop that has my last name on it. And that's all this man does is he plays guitar and he buys new guitars, takes them home, pulls them apart. So it was me. It was me. And every person, every male in actually and female, uh, my dad played banjo and guitar. And I didn't know any of this until, and so. I just find that part of it really interesting. Like, how Super much connection do we have to each other uh, that is invisible like, and, and, like, distant? Like, I found out sure, right man. before my uh, when my grandpa was on his deathbed, like, I've been involved in varying ways of photography in one way or another over my life. And right on my grandpa's deathbed, he starts talking about different things. And right then there, I find out that he was a World War II photographer. I'd, known him, I'd known him for, at that point, like, 15 do years. Do you have those shots still? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have a, nice. he, I, have a, I don't have the negatives, but he, he has a bunch of them printed. But just talking with him and talking with him, we had bonded over things over the years. Not once brought up, he was just like, oh, yeah, and I used to be a World War II photographer. And his dad owned a photography store back when, like, photographers can go. Like, my dad and my mom have no connection in, like, photography things really at all. But, like, my grandpa and my great-grandpa it's in there. Both, both had some sort of connection or things to photography. Yeah, it's just weird how... Like, what is that? That's not from, like, it skipped my parents. So it's not like and it's my not grandpa like t- was invested with photography and like thing. they did. And then I get somewhat passed for me. Like, like there's something with like, like, but there's, there's so many different ways. And like you, when you, when you break down um, and fraction down kind of the reason you do things or whatever you do, it's like, it's, and this is what I'm, I'm trying to get to. I'm very new to this. So I'm just fucking thinking aloud here. We are but too. Like, yeah, <laughs> but it's like, like, why do you take pictures? Like, like I do it to share moments. It's the same reason I record music. Mm-hmm. Like, I got a, you know, a story to tell. It's not even yeah. really my story sometimes. It's just like something made me want to tell a story. Yeah. I like the so, idea of being able to tell a story through a still image. For sure. That they're, it's not moving. But There's you no can't one people talking that story about story. Exactly. That's you can, you can, open you can, interpretation yeah, right you can on. definitely turn people a certain way based on the composition or what's right. in and what sort of stuff. But yes, like. But you're giving them, like, the general. ingredients to a cake and telling them to make it themselves. It's like exactly. a, it's like a Papa yeah. Murphy's pizza you're giving them. For sure, for yeah. sure. Is that I, lo- is that national? Do you know that? Oh yeah. Okay. I used to. Yeah, I used to. Oh, work you're with, from here. You're from I used here. to work. Yeah, with exactly. One. Okay. I've I've, I've, you know I've been fired I'm, from one uh, three times 
for not shit I didn't same do. Same one? Same one. Well, it's funny. <laughs> wow. And not to throw anybody out of the Zachary Carruthers eh, has I'm been hired, fired from the same place and hired three times. Mm-hmm. Pizza joint. Yeah, it was funny. I've only, okay. I've only actually been fired from one job. Unless you count, like, my band. Like, I've quit or been fired, like, a hundred and... 20 times of course <laughs> but that doesn't count um including but, last night right? yeah totally okay. for sure and tomorrow i was wondering why we got you so <laughs> yeah, quickly totally. that, was, <laughs> that was great um it's just kind of a funny story and i'll get back into it but my buddy was manager um my old bandmate was a manager at a papa murphy's super far away and i won't like i had to ride the bus how this is back in like the oh four like poor days mm-hmm. it was right before that. i was probably like three three and four um but I would ride the bus out there and I would work and he let me cause he was just, he was uh, a guy from my previous band. He was a manager there and he would hire me and I could go on tour and come back. But if anything went wrong, cause he just didn't want to get these like high other high school kids and shit that are working there in trouble. Yeah. And, or if he did something and just corporate was like, you got to do something about it. He's like, Hey Zach, can I fire you? You're going on tour next week. It's <laughs> like you're just oh, the general manager. The GM came in, and so it had uh, nothing to do with you. It was just nothing, purely yeah. out of okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. So like, you got paid hourly to be a scapegoat, essentially. Yeah. And it was like kind of right. And then he hired me okay. back. And then at the third time, there was like, it's a human "Haven't you fired this guy for this stuff?" And then he quit shortly after. But it's like, yeah, like one time, like he got they they were. Uh, you know, it was back when you know, nobody had internet at their house. We're all super poor. So he was like checking his personal, you know, MySpace or whatever at the time. And corporate was watching and like says, like, I saw somebody going on MySpace during work hours. You need to tell me who. <laughs> and they're like, wow. and he's like, Zach, can you can you say that you went on MySpace? I'm like, yeah, sorry. I'm like, it wasn't me. He's like, it was totally me. And uh, it was it was like it was my boss who's my friend he's like it was me i just need to fire somebody and uh you're leaving anyway so i'll hire you back i'm just like man sure you can fire me whenever you want I'm nice like, cool i'm picturing the next like manager that wherever you got a job just like looking at your like resume it's like wow what's going on with this whole papa murphy you, just, right. you, just you worked at it for every, like six yeah. months and you worked again for like from nine february months. to march and then again from march to april and then from april to september so, yeah, it's, it's a very erratic papa murphy like, i may do some things but like god damn employers love me they uh, they miss me <laughs> oh would you be willing right now on the air to quit your band and then when you leave here, you can join again. Open my own. Uh, but just, uh, just quit. Oh, sure. Just, yeah, just quit yeah. right now. Just yeah, like actually, man, actually, I can't. I got I to gotta be in a certain place like mentally to do it. And I, I haven't actually quit. I've like, nah, I've never quit. I've been fired like literally. What do you have to do to get times. fired? Well, me and John, our singer, like we're, we're like brothers and we are such different people but with like brothers in the this, best of ways and the worst of ways sort yeah of like kind of the same exact taste so it's really where we like it's very strange like we've broken each other's ribs three times wow. or so like oh yeah we get he's a fighter i'm not but like i have to be when somebody's fighting at you yeah, yeah, you right. can only do you can only you know not fight so much and like it's we love each other and like, yeah, we'll hate each other too. It's, it's, it's really fun like that. And it keeps things, we're just, we're very passionate about this band, both yeah. of us. And that's where we agree. And that brings out the best and worst. Is that what you fight about? Stubborn as fuck. Like, like 90% of the time? Um, it could be literally anything. It's like, it's a, uh, once again, varying degrees of psychopaths. And, uh, and he, we're like opposite that, but, but that's what we do. And that's why I don't really like to fight with him is because we both know that, like you're always trying to make people like, why aren't you more like me? And we're like, that's not 
how things works. It's yin, yin and yang, man. Right. It's like, it's like, you know, I gotta balance out the force and, uh, and you gotta be a little good, little evil and, you know, good cop, bad cop, all that shit works for a reason. If <laughs> yeah, the Lennon McCartney sort of totally, totally for sure. And, and so, and you like, that's why it works so well. And then you bring in our other band members too. And they're all psychopaths as well. And they, <laughs> and we fight all the time. Who's the most psychopathic? Well, our singer's the most like he was very explosive. quick with that. I was about to say, yeah. Oh, every, 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 you didn't even you have, were to, already you didn't have to say think that about that. Well, it's really hard to say because our drummer is crazy shit too. He's the most outwardly crazy. Like if you just okay. hung out with us for a minute, you'd be like, "Oh, Jason is crazy." If I said to you, "Pick a bandmate. I'm going to put them in a room with you. I'm going to tie you up, and I'm going to give them a knife." Mm-hmm. Who would you be like? Do not let them in this room. I do not trust them. Oh, well, it'd be John because he's uh, he's he's the fighter. He's most likely everybody else is like they're angry. Okay, but, but they wouldn't they're... murder you. He's the attacker. Y'all yeah. are the defenders, sort of deal. I will most likely die by his hand. <laughs> That's fair. I I, I see. Well, it's though. on record now. So. Yeah, exactly. We'll keep yeah. this for evidence. You know, unfortunately, we can't publish couple, this now yeah, because it, couple, I hope yeah. so. Honestly, couple, couple years a, from now, that'd be we both agree on the stories and like yeah. and what goes and it's like that'd be a hell of a story. That's the closest you could come to Kurt Cobain, I think, for sure. Yeah. Like honestly, if we killed each other in the heat of battle, like in a duel, what a way for like the band to like stop. Like it's not because like oh things fizzle out or like it was not when you do something more no. Hope that happens. The two, the two people you in the play band in old West Town, yeah. and then after the show, yeah, twenty paces. Um, <laughs> it'd be so good. Um, Matt Kirk Cobain. Real quick, that brings me back to the other thing yeah. about about art. Mm-hmm. We went off on a little tangent. I do want to get back. Sorry, yeah. John. Love you, man. Um, <laughs> we there's one important thing that I really like about what you brought up about taking a picture and and, uh, and then how things are open to interpretation or interpretation and Kirk Cobain. Hmm. I love Nirvana. I love art that makes you ask a question, not even really poses a question, but just makes you come up with your own question instead of people are always all about the statements. Like, what is this piece saying? Right. Like, Mm -hmm. that's only part of it, man. Like, if I could hang out with Kurt Cobain, I'd ask him a million questions I don't think I'd ask what his songs mean. They mean something to me, and I made up my own shit to what it means. That's my investment in Nirvana and in music in general. And I think that's really important. Do you, what, do you have a specific example of, of, I mean, you're talking about Nirvana, Kurt mm-hmm. Cobain. Is there something that you can think of off the top of your head that made you ask a question like that? Or Come as you are. One, there's a couple, couple reasons. Yeah. From a guitar player, did you okay. ever learn how to play Come as You Are and I did. sing at the same time? I did, and that's hard as fuck. Right? Yeah, exactly. It is the hardest song to sing and play at the same time. Right? Just the rhythm. (laughs) And like, then how you? It's like so fucking hard. Um, If you're learning to play guitar and want to like be able to do things, if you can sing and play, come as you are. You can sing and play. Then you're automatically in Portugal. Yeah, yeah, totally. You're in. Hi. Yeah. Come on in. But uh, but it's like, but it's it's like that. I mean, I could. Anything about his lyrics were so simple and beautiful and full of so much imagery that it always made you ask what it went, uh, what it meant, because it was very weird and very yeah. um, different than anything else at the time. For sure, yeah, for at sure. least for a minute. And like, and especially like, obviously, like when we all heard it too, um, 
It's different, I'm sure, for kids nowadays. They have their own version of that. But I it's remember like, when, where I was when I heard it smells like Teen Spirit. Oh, totally. Sure. Same. So in a church youth group yeah. room, actually. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's a good yeah. one. It's a good yep. one. Yeah. Yep, that's where I was. But it, it, uh, changed, it changed my life. Yeah. It, yours? Uh, it is a milestone in my life. Yeah. yeah I, th- I mean, like, I think about, like, where I was at December 11th and yeah. where I was when I heard it smells like Teen Spirit. Totally. Uh, y- your song, uh, Modern Jesus. Mm-hmm still makes me ask questions since I heard it ah, and do- completely does that for me. Uh, Dude, I, I and you're not interviewing me, but you know, was raised in the church, did kind of that whole thing. Uh, uh, and then, you know, kind of, kind of went my own way and, you know, am using reason in my brain and kind of trying to make yeah. all these things make sense and all that. And that song, uh, it's, it reminds me almost like a, um, was it the doors? We don't need no education. Kind of oh, like totally an anthem yeah. like that. Uh, Pink Floyd, but yeah. Totally. Uh, Pink Floyd, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or uh, we'll just cut that out. Yeah. Uh, or uh, the other one by uh, Silver Chair, Anthem for the Year Two Thousand. It's like yeah. a generational yeah. mantra. So uh, anyway, I, that one that's still does it to me right now. Definitely. I was thinking about it two days ago. And that's one of those funny ones. Like some people we get think people that are. Uh, Straight up, like against religion, right? It's like, dude, I love modern Jesus. Fuck yeah! And the people that are super religious, dude, I love modern Jesus. Fuck yeah, yeah. And I'm like, because exactly. you don't make a statement per se. I mean, you kind of do. Uh, I mean, like, if if you ask what we're right about, that's but that's one of those things I always give the Kurt Cobain thing. It's like, do you want to know? I'll tell you what we meant by it. Yeah. However, it might ruin what you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and honestly, and it is two different things because art. A photograph, a painting, a song, a film, anything. It's like there are two pieces to it. There is what the artist meant, and there's what you get from it. Oh. And that's just as real. It's I, kind of going back to what you were saying about once it's out there, you're 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 giving exactly. it up it no to a certain degree. Belongs to you. Once you, somebody you can else go back it. and listen to it at yeah. any point, and you're like, oh yes, this is why I did it. But now it's out there, and there's a For million sure. interpretations of yeah. what people one, take it as. Yeah. Once I heard "Smells Like Teen Spirit," it wasn't Nirvana's; it was mine. Mm-hmm. Oh. And same yeah, with that's you. what it is right there. And yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Once you get that's something, it it's yours, and you and it belongs to you now. And I would say too, because we're all three of us shoot film photography. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel exactly the same way when I take photos. Mm-hmm. Have that experience. Forget about it for two weeks. Totally. Get those photos back and see them for the first time. Totally. I am no longer an artist when I'm seeing those photos. I'm for the, sure. I'm the guy walking into the gallery going like. Who is this guy? What yeah. did he have to say? Totally. And it's not me. I'm no longer, I don't feel like those were mine that that's I took. That's awesome. It, I like that, it too when I can't even remember film. the reason why. Sometimes. Yeah. It's like I, in the moment, had a reason for doing whatever it was, yeah. but I love not being able to remember. Trust me. That's going, man. Yeah. I have no desire to shoot f- photos on my phone or uh-huh. in any exactly. digital camera of any kind. And that's the main if reason. If I had the choice, mm-hmm. I would only ever shoot film. Uh, I don't, but I wish I did. Yeah. <laughs> It depends. I like turnovers hard. If you like, got to like, luckily, I just I just do it for fun. That's one thing. I totally turned music and I turned my hobby into a jobby and like photography because it's like you know people sometimes when you're in a in a big band they like kind of want your name and every now and then they'll ask like, hey, will you do like a uh, like take photos like we'll pay or something? It's like, nope. I'm like I'm like I am not doing that with this one. I did that with music, and I'm like, this is only, I was like, yeah. if I like you, shit, yeah, I'll do whatever you want for free. Um, but yeah. I'm like, I, I just like, I'm trying to keep it real until something goes terribly wrong or like I need a lot of money for a liver transplant or something like that. But rain, rain, rainy, rainy day. Yeah, for now. Rainy day. For now, not doing it. No. Um, but that's exactly like it's, it's the, it's the waiting game. It's, uh, it's distancing 
yourself from it's delayed gratification and is putting like your thought like distance in your thought everything's so rapid these days and everybody knows yeah you can get whatever you want on demand streaming things like i think a little i think patience is uh a virtue and what are the other virtues I only know that one. I only know the one. I know some maxims. So you said, I'm just going to bring this up because it's awesome. I think you said at least twice, uh, know yourself. Uh And I just have to tell you, I looked over Brian when you said that a few times. We chuckled silently. I have a tattoo over my heart Mm -hmm. that says, know thyself. Know thyself. I'll show it to you. All right. Right there. Nice. Okay. It's a it's a buddy. A buddy did it, so it needs oh, a little good. for, no, for I, the audience members at home. Dustin's taking off the shirt. I was going to be in 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 Latin and uh, no. like like over the. Uh, uh, and I'm and working on my yeah, there, yeah. If I could just say, I'm working on this. No, quote. no, yeah, looking good, good bro. There. You should yeah, see yeah. it before. 2020, man. Uh, 2020 is my year. Gym membership, definitely my year. So that was a Greek maxim. There's there's a temple at Delphi for Apollo, and there's like they're like commandments, kind of. They're like twelve. 12 maxims, something like that. One of them is know thyself, which to me means uh, nothing that anyone tells you about yourself is true. Mm -hmm. Whether that's praise, a Grammy, Mm -hmm. uh, whatever. You're you're a great person. You you know, that's their experience, not yours. Totally. Uh, And conversely, any shitty thing that they say about you is also not you. So know thyself. The only thing that has value to you comes from you. Oh, yeah. uh, is sort of my at least that's everything else that's is just noise Jesus at that point. Is, is that what modern Jesus is? Yeah, Maybe that's why I can't yeah. let go of that song. Yeah, Maybe no, now I can. That's what it's about. Like yeah, just put your faith in yourself. And see, and yet yeah, I don't have that. I recently realized that I do not know myself. No, I'm in the same way. Recently. Yeah. yeah, it's hard. How do, but I'm trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. I'm in the process of it. And it's a little bit terrifying because I always kind of thought I was some person. I look back over my actions. I'm just like, I don't think I am. No. And uh, scary shit. What made you as uh, as real as you want to be here today? Mm-hmm. What was that? Yeah, was it that what, a moment? What or wall was it a... did you hit that you said, I do it not It wasn't know. that bad. It was a... Uh... Give us your... What, what's your biggest sin, Zach? No. Oh, Jesus. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Hmm. You don't have to answer that. Yeah. No, I'm like trying no, but to But was there a, a catalyst or a moment or a thing or did it just kind of or <laughs> murder yeah. in the next five minutes? <laughs> yes. or, did it, or did just over time is where you kind of start to. I, I, I got asked by my significant other just like, you know, and a whole other you know cloud of shit going on, like layers and layers and layers I won't get into. But the, ba- the basic of it was like being asked what I truly want. And me legitimately saying, I don't know. I'm like, what the fuck? That's dumb. Like, and that, that just that level of ignorance with myself really fucked me up. And just like not even a- answering for her or for anybody else, but literally just looking at the mirror by myself. It's like in a perfect world, if I could have everything I want next week, what would it be? I'm like, I don't know. I'd have to think about it. That's like, what the fuck? Like, what I can't even tell you what I for? would want if I could have it. Yeah. Like, and it kind of messed me up. Like, yeah. It was like a lot of other things like went into that whole thing that uh, that had a lot to do with it. But it was, um, yeah, the fact that I truly couldn't answer that question and people don't believe you. She didn't believe me. So I don't believe you. I'm like, no, nah, trust me. I'm a, I'm a. I'm an infant when it comes to, like, knowing thyself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I'm figuring that shit out. And that's a big so it's a part. process, man. 
It is. And then I found things that I was like, since I haven't really thought about it my whole life, um, there are things I had preconceived notions of myself. And then I just like, you start whittling away. And that's why I really like therapy. It's not so much the therapist does something, but it just forces you to say things. The first one I ever went to, um, it was like a counselor, wasn't an actual therapist, but she was great, but she didn't do anything. And she literally just nodded at me and I kept talking and I figured out so much shit (laughs) just because like you had a backboard. Yeah, like, you know, you see me, I'm a chatty Cathy, I I keep talking. If you guys just asked a question, and then when I was done, if you just nodded, I'd keep keep talking. Good to know. And then then I'd just keep going. So I would just, you know, she just asked me, she's like, well, why did that bother you? And then I answered it, and she just looked at me, and then the shit got awkward. So I was like, and probably because of this. Same thing, probably because of this. I've... I was like, Jesus Christ, yeah. what am I paying you for? But like, God damn it, let me pay you. You're a fucking Like he says, sometimes it's nice having that like backboard or another yeah, physical totally. person or, or yeah, thing sure. that you can project back to. What's a, sure. I have a bunch of these. Maybe you're not there yet. Uh, no, I'm, I'm learning. You're probably, I'm real into you're this probably, right now. So, yeah. I, I'm going to hit me. I'm going to ask you this question. You can, ask, you can think about it for the rest of your life. Uh, what do you have an example of like, a lie that you maybe adopted from like a parent or somebody that they said, Oh, he's this way that you just kept telling yourself your whole life, but was actually bullshit. Mm. Well, that I'm a good guy and I don't really believe in good and bad anymore. I've kind of recently, recently like my, the fabric of reality is torn for me off a, like a freak out I had off drugs. And I, I like, but it did some, crazy shit and it like I can relate to that yeah yeah. and like like literally and it it messed with me and like broke apart the foundations of everything I even consider real and it's haunted me but I'm like I'm diving into it like super pumped about it Um, but I don't necessarily really believe in good and bad anymore and there's so much more to it and uh, yeah but I think the good guy thing because I've done a lot of bad shit but it's always like, I don't really, I'm like, I'm not really good. Why do people say that? Is it you, just because you're, you're friendly? I'm likable. I'm loyal in ways. And I'm like, uh, and just like, I don't know, people just generally say I'm a good guy. And, but I'm not totally. I'm like, I, and I don't think like bad about myself. I'm just like, I, you know, dissect it. I'm like, I'm kind, I'm generous. I'm like, I do, I do good things. But I'm like, I'm not good. I'm like, I, a fucking professional teenager like i do the same <laughs> shit that i did when i was 14 i was like i like to fish and skateboard and snowboard and play music and take pictures and i think back i'm like that's exactly what i was doing when i was a teenager i just got really good at it yeah. we're not really good i was like i made that my life and ambition i was like god damn i uh i missed a lot of responsibility and accountability and when things got hard or things got different i'm just like ah fuck i gotta be in i gotta be in lawrence kansas tomorrow like i just keep on moving yeah like the world just rolls underneath me and um i didn't stay put for a really long time and i lost a lot of perspective on like digging in roots and so with relationships 
um, uh, platonic or otherwise, uh, I'd I'd fall off. I'd do a lot of things. And like nobody was ever like, and people still always thought like, oh, he's a good guy. And but he's just like, ah, oh, it's busier now. He's in Lawrence, Kansas, or whatever. And uh, love Lawrence, Kansas. But it's it's yeah, just shout like, out to Lawrence, Kansas. Kansas. Yeah, dude, it's to all of our favorite listeners in Lawrence, Kansas. Lo- dude, love that town. Um, but yeah, it's it's a uh, yeah, it's a thing. You guys got a good podcast here. What's I like your... just like letting like thank you. Well, like, I mean, it's... invite like, hey, do you want to rant? Yeah, that's what we're here for. No, that's honestly, what for. I um, want to hear more. Well, let me ask you this: Were you were these psychedelics? That were, no, they were not. No, it oh, was, never mind. You, never mind. Yeah, yeah. No, it's no. crazy, dude. It was like it was nothing, and I was like gone. It was like nothing. I like tell us whatever you can you yeah. want to say because I'm very curious. Oh, dude, about I'm, this. I'll I'll say anything, but like I did a whip it. I don't know what that what is. What, what, so explain yeah. to Brian and everybody else hippie what crack. that is. Oh, okay, it's hippie crack, and it's like the thing, like um, so, like really with stronger or less strong than no, than oh, like Portland street crack. No, it's nothing. It's like it's a like they're legal. You can buy them. It's like got it. It's crazy, and they're like uh, but the thing like we did as kids, and we thought it was funny, and like the whole bunch of other stuff. But we got some. It was like like people did it in like Wasilla, Alaska. It's like yeah, you know, it's, it's just like a. Like they're sold in like sex stores and stuff too. Mm. They're kind of like it's it's like a little like, like basically a it gets sense you, enhancer kind of. No, it's just like it like it's laughing gas. So it's nitrous oxide, and oh, it's laughing gas. Okay. But like it's um, it's like a blast of it. A whip. Have you ever like taken a whipped cream cartridge? It's yeah. that. Yeah, it's that. Oh, the, whip it. The pressure on it. Whip it. Whip yes. it. Trademark. Got it. Yes. There we go. And so I did one of those. Just for fun, because I was being stupid, and like I, every now and then, you know, oh, I'm a guy in a band. I do dumb shit every right. every now and then, and uh, but it was like, and I'd done those before. Like it, we, it became this joke because it was like the kind of cheap thing to do in right. a small town. Like everyone's like, oh my god, you're doing that. You're like killing brain cells, and it was like, and so through others, we were at a thing. We're like, like oh my god, you can like just buy whippets. And we're like, we thought it was funny. So we're like, when I got some, did it. And but um, I've done it a couple times. But I just had a thing where like, and I don't know how to explain it or put it into words. But like everything melted, and I was gone for like a second. Like mm-hmm. it was kind of a thing. Like I just saw everything in my life. My life flashed before my eyes. I like saw the Big Bang. I saw like the entire history of fucking everything. Did you detach from your ego? Like, did you know who you were, or no? Yeah, I think I broke through pretty much. Okay, sure. But on this thing that you're not supposed to break through on, right? It's not. You're describing DMT, DMT, but I am describing. What you're basically saying is that you found God in a cheese whiz container. Pretty much. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I think that's the title of this podcast. Zachary Brothers found God God in a cheese whiz container. (laughs) And so, and I just snapped out. I was like, yeah, it's one of those things. Like I would just get sent off, fractioning, you know. How and I can't explain it, so that's not going to be super interesting. But the closest I can get to is like a photograph. Like you get a roll of prints, mm-hmm. and like every every. It's it's kind of like string theory, but kind of like a deck of cards or a stack of prints. And like in every single one, I just saw like everything fan out, and every decision that everyone makes just splits off. Yeah. So it's like taking a stack of cards, just like making a circle, and just like. Yeah. Brrr, Basically, you're seeing where all your decisions and choices, like all the... Yeah, but not just mine, like everybody. And then it was just like wild and like unfathomable things. But like 
off a substance that like you're not supposed to do that. I was like, it doesn't do that. I just had a weird thing. And then it and it totally happened a lot. And I see it again like when I'm not high, not doing anything. Right yeah. now, uh speaking of mental health and stuff, like in January, I was like, I, I didn't do anything. Um I had a couple of drinks, but I I drank a lot. And so I was just like, it was getting pretty bad. So I just toned it down, took the month off, right. and um and so just to gain some clarity, but uh on a bunch of things, mostly mental health things and doing good things for myself. But, but did it help? Did it help? Yeah, totally. It was awesome. Um, it was uh, it was really great. But I was also in a good situation. Like I don't really. I'm at home. I don't drink much at home. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a. It's not as much of a problem as like being on tour or something like that. But uh, but it was very helpful to just kind of. I realized that um, a lot of my alcohol consumption or abusive substances in any way was kind of clouding my uh it it was clouding my want or interest in diving inward Mm -hmm. It it wasn't that i was drinking to suppress something but because i was drinking so much that i just like i didn't really notice or I would, you know, get distracted by something shiny or I don't know. I just, I wasn't very clear. Uh, the, the image of myself was pretty fogged over. And so that's why I did that. And, um, but I'm back on the wagon, just had a beer and, uh, there you go. It's fantastic. I haven't had a beer in. We, ru- we ruined. We ruined. We ruined you. You were doing so good, and now we're sending you back down. No, no, it's February. I don't know. I'd like to think it was us. Let's oh, just for sure. Yeah, exactly. you guys we, ruined me. Oh, excellent. Off the wagon. You quit the band today. I quit. Let's party. <laughs> do we want, on that? Do we want to get to? We went off. So on a, I have. Yeah, I do want to get to that really quick. I have a couple questions related to right, yeah. mental health, and I'm sure we'll get back to it again. Um, my first question was trying to figure out which one is the lighter, the light ball, so I can give you the other one. Uh, do you, you're on tour a bunch, yeah. you are getting more aware of your own kind of mental health journey and just kind of the whole thing in general. Do you use apps for that? Um, I've tried it. I, I use a couple meditation apps. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can say what they are. I'm curious. Uh, I'm using. I've used Calm, I was gonna say, mm-hmm. I use Calm. and uh, and then I really like like the wood fire that creek just noise like mm-hmm. I, I, I like that. Does Calm have? The, is it Nick Offerman on on Calm? I think so. Yeah, you can the, you uh, can get different people. The free yeah. ones I don't think have. I don't think you, you, get, you Nick can Offerman get like a. Free. I don't think so. I don't know if it's for free. There's a could, certain amount of sounds and things you can get for free. Yeah. But I think like, he has his own whiskey. So if you could drink his whiskey, hear his voice, meditate. That's I think that's fun. I think that's your jam. Uh, I would sounds, say that sounds good. I got to <laughs> okay. check. I, I've been on um, Insight Timer. Okay, I was like my uh, my um, my lady does uh, my gal kind of sets me up on all those things. I'm not like okay. Know, she helps. So she always like kind of throws on the meditation. She'll ask what I want to get into. So, but it puts me to sleep. I don't necessarily use it for meditation. I use <laughs> I also have insomnia and like do meditations put me out and nice. uh and it's nice and so i sometimes use them for things but i'm uh i've got mental health apps but i haven't totally used them uh really but i have a bunch of them but i haven't i'm 
Thanks for reminding me. I'm going <laughs> cool. to. I'm I was just curious. To. It seems like something that would that would make perfect sense for somebody like you because you totally. you don't always have access to the same person. Exactly. Uh, if you have a counselor and I and then, I mean, this was my other question anyway. Is do you even have somebody in the band that you go to for you know if you're just Something. feeling just disconnected or just you just can't. Now, I, I don't really talk to many people. Like, I'm opening up, and, like, this year I'm kind of making a, a little honesty thing. That's why this isn't – you guys are my first, like, interview this year. So, like, nice. you welcome, guys are getting some shit that I may have not said before. Yeah, and, I love uh, it. And, yeah, it's fun. All Zachary Crothers, uh old shit. Yeah, dude, I'm, 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 I'm being honest. That's, I think, a big thing. It's just uh, – it can get you out of so many situations. There's so many times where I just didn't – and I knew that I just didn't want to go – I didn't want to do whatever I did. And that just like multiplies. And then like, like I'm just kind of honest with myself and other people and other people are honest with me. Like save so much fucking time yeah. and heartache yeah. and like bullshit. Just like, yeah, know yourself. I don't know myself yet. Once I figure out myself, I'm going to be real. I'm going to be honest. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I think that's, that's my key right now. And that's a <laughs> kick that I'm on, but just find your kick. Get something that works for you. I don't know what it is. Like there's, there right. is no. So you don't think you have to thing. talk to somebody? To no, it's them. not. That's not really my thing. And I, I'm still like I don't. But I realized how not talking to people was. I was using that as a like a bad coping mechanism. Yeah. And so I'm okay to talk to people, but I don't really. That's not your default. For, it, yeah, for I don't have to do that. Honestly, I'd rather go fishing and just like stand in a stream or something for an hour. And like that grounds me. Yeah. But shit, dude, if you need to talk to people, talk to people. Like just figure out like whatever helps and do it. And don't be scared to ask. And anybody that needs help, if you know me. Call me, but I actually no, I won't answer. Text me if you could um, just say your cell phone number. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyone that needs help for any reason. <laughs> no, man, that's a, that's yeah. some trouble. But I do, I do like to help people, and uh, and yeah, I, I I'm a supporter of that. Excellent. Yeah, let's completely 180. Yeah, and go I back like, to that these was ridiculous great. bullshit questions that we have nah, for you. Perfect, because um, yeah. no, we will go yang, back, man. You gotta yeah, have. Man. You want to keep going on the icebreakers, or do you want to handle about five minutes of? Oh God! Um, your face still gets doing hot. The, were we still doing icebreakers? Oh, we yeah. were at the time. <laughs> this whole yeah. thing's an icebreaker. That's yeah, fun. the That's ice fantastic. is. You want to you want to go back to the icebreakers? Um, we still we have a couple where we could. The other thing I want, I'll let you decide, Zach. Uh -huh. We were going to talk icebreakers, and uh -huh. then the other thing that I wanted to get into a bit is uh, is the activism that yeah. you and the oh. band are. I know that's a huge. That subject. sounds more important. We should probably that's do important. that. Why don't, we, why don't we go to activism, the and then thing. and then if we need to, we can yeah. kind of go back to those. Because cool. something gets too heavy. After about so five it's... hours of talking about that, we'll go back to the icebreaker <laughs> questions. And if we don't this know is all you by then, edited, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. No. It's going to be five minute episode. One of the things when we were kind of doing research and looking up was the stuff you did. I can't remember what year it was but the endangered song the Sumatran Dude, that was stuff. rad right that was well, what year was that again that was 2013 I believe or 14 it's a little later and so yeah no, we, that was a little later that was like 15 we were just kind of curious like where that idea came up with uh, mm. and the partners where that partnership came from and did the fans receive it the way you had hoped like just give, give us a little yeah. bit of insight into kind of so, how that just so everybody knows what it was yeah. so my understanding and I'm going to have you correct me entirely on this but my understanding is the Sumatran tiger not doing so hot or wasn't at the time mm -hmm. um, was endangered and then you partnered with I'm, I'm going to get the name of the the organizations wrong 
um, but basically put out an endangered song and then sort of got fans to try to keep it alive, try to yeah. reproduce it. He gave out like 400 it. to like different people yeah. and then through them they could kind of and these were like yeah. spread if they wanted. Famous people? People? Yeah. Influencers? Influencers. That was influencers. back when I was, that was literally the first time I heard the term influencer. Yeah. Okay. That's funny, right? Um, wow. What a time to be alive. Yeah, it was a, it was one of my favorite projects, honestly. It was super smart. We teamed up with an ad agency and the um uh the National um Smithsonian Zoo. Okay. And or Smithsonian National Zoo, sorry, in DC. And we and we we came up with this project um just to raise awareness for endangered species. They picked they picked the Sumatran tiger just because like you know it's a beautiful animal. It's that was the first of many projects that they were gonna do, but they just felt like, you know, the, the fucking Sumatran tiger, like yeah. it's a it's a good like kind of poster child for, for the first one. So they did this with other like like a yeah. different animal, different song, different band. Yeah, or or different. Uh, not Cause just not just the project, but they would they would come up with interesting ways to share awareness, and that's okay. what I really liked gotcha. about this. And so, through music or yeah. photo or film or just yeah, different yeah. art forms. And um and so this was cool because we we made um we wrote a song and we recorded it on vinyl that uh, and we made four hundred copies to represent the estimated remaining four hundred Sumatran tigers in the okay. world at oh, that gotcha. time. And so we made 400 and then we, we made this, uh, this vinyl that deteriorates. And so you could listen to it, but you could only listen to it so many times and it would slowly dissolve. That is not on Wikipedia. They should update that. That's oh, that awesome. That was the whole point. That's and, yeah, great. That was interesting. Yeah. But also that was the point is to talk about it, to share it. Because if you didn't rip it, if you didn't share it, the song would die just like the tigers if you didn't do anything. Was this, gotcha. th- this is, has nothing to do with the Sumatra tiger. Is this vinyl that you're talking about? Is it the the paper stuff that uh, I can't remember? The flexi disc? No, no, no. It's, it's you know what I'm like talking the, about? Yeah, though. totally. Yeah, yeah. Those are great. We actually made some uh, like like postcards that have like vinyl that you can yeah, like, yeah. listen to. Mm-hmm. Shit's super cool. So the flexi just because we were just discussing this yeah. yesterday, the that McDonald's did the thing where they yeah, put out all the totally. records and like one out of a million of them. Yeah. said something on it it was like for the blazers it was a local thing and then you oh. would win like a million dollars yeah oh, just found out about flexi discs oh yeah flexi discs were at. you can they're, they're you can awesome. play almost anything on vinyl yeah i said flexi dicks that's fine that's fine the uh the I, it wasn't that but it was some kind of like a cardboard no vinyl. it was it was real like it looked like a vinyl and it didn't it was just like the it was i can't remember the technological aspects okay. of it, but it did just as it as it went, like the needle would literally like scrape it yeah. away. Right, and I didn't, and we didn't know how many times they just knew it would. They just knew that it, it would deteriorate quicker That's than great. what a normal That's vinyl. Great. Yeah, like way time. faster. And so they were like, I don't know if you can listen to it twenty times or two hundred, but it's going to go Eventually, away. Yeah, and and that was also kind of cool that we didn't know because yeah. we're just like, yeah, that was the idea. But it's just very, it's a very literal. Very beautiful, very smart. Like I said, I like marketing. Um, is a very smart way to raise awareness. Yeah. I just thought it was cool as shit. Everybody from the Smithsonian National Zoo is rad. Um, in general, like I don't love zoos, but they, you know, they do serve a purpose, and that one is like very good. And they're like they kind of consider themselves kind of Noah's Ark when you don't like seeing anything caged up. So there was like, dinosaurs and humans there. Is what exactly. You're yes. Okay. <laughs> totally. 
And uh, but they're they're rad. We got to go down and like we got we got the whole like backstage like stuff. Oh, nice. Anytime we go, nice. we're friends with the zoo people, and they're they're rad. Um, this kind of bounces off that a little bit. And this this is also one of our questions. Do do you feel a certain duty to use your platform for activism? And then uh, what outcomes are you most proud of that you had a hand in? Uh, it's totally or something. Um, yeah, you fall into it, and it's it's not a thing. But yeah, you realize you got to have a reason, and I think. Uh, we recently found one with all the, we've been doing a lot of activism for indigenous peoples across the world and you need a reason to do something and reasons change. And like we first started making music and playing music just to kind of, you know, you get stuff out, you, um, you want to go see the world, you want to create something, you want to like push yourself to be better, you want to tell your story. Um, and then you like, you're always looking for a new reason. And we really found a reason we gave, um, you know, we gave, we gave a shout out in the Grammy speech to, you know, some, uh, some Alaska native villages that, um, we grew up close to, um, and it meant a lot to them. And that really struck me. And then we kind of realized it, we just, honestly, we're just dipshits and we just like do something. We're not super good people or we're not like very smart, but just every now and then you do something, you take a risk and you realize like, Oh shit, that was kind of a big deal. Maybe I need to, and that it felt right. <laughs> and so it was that. And like how we got into it was in Australia. We, um, we've always, we've been looking for a way to kind of, um, donate or help out because native Alaskans that we've always been very close to growing up in a small town, Alaska, me and John and Eric, we're always like, it's very much part of the culture. Um, you go to school with these people. It's very there. And we started touring around the U S we know there's indigenous peoples everywhere, but we didn't see them and we couldn't hear their voice. And we're like, this is fucked up, man. I see everything named after, you know, see the Willamette river and, right. uh, oh, yeah. and, and all the street signs and city names and, you know, state names and like, where are the people? And in Alaska, you know, it's not a lot of people. So we, you know, everybody knows everybody. And so it was, it was kind of one of those things. And we were in, we we're in, a, so we've been looking for a way to kind of incorporate that, but it's, just, it's, it's, it's hard, you know, it's sort of this, you know, so many tribes and nations and like sovereign nations. And it's, it's, you know, you don't know where to begin. A lot of times, even if you have good intentions and we're in Australia and we were supposed to play this, uh, this morning show. It's kind of like, you know, USA Today or something. It's called Sunrise. And they, um, they, we were, we were scheduled to play it the next morning. And then some of our friends told us like, Oh dude, you should look into that. There's like, they're going through some shit right now. And. This, we, the show that you're the playing show was? was yeah and apparently some anchors we travel all around like we don't know what we're walking into right, and that's right. just like our label didn't tell us we were super pissed and like they're they're being boycotted like outside of, they had to like shade up their windows because they got mm. a bunch of people holding signs out there for some shit that they said about like aboriginal children and a panel of all white Wow. host like and you walk in and done. just yeah. being there is so someone just tells sure. you to go there and you don't yeah, know, and we you do don't know that the context shit, but like people have to tell us what's up and i like this was just an eye-opener in a lot of ways but i'm like dude we would have just like walked in at like seven in the morning and i'm like 
reading signs and be like, hey, I kind of agree with all these people. What yeah. the fuck happened? Yeah. Why Nobody am I on this us? side? And you're, of the you're in exactly. <laughs> and in context, you're kind of inadvertently promoting For them sure. and their things, kind yeah, of like being there. And, and like every now and then, like sometimes we just like take a, you know, we take pictures with lots of people. I'm like, I don't know who this person is. Like, 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 I don't know where they're posting this. It's kind of yeah. sketchy. And then you, you see some news article where, like, yeah, Zach Carruthers is yeah, good yeah, friends some, with yeah, XYZ person. Grandmaster, like, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know. But so we, and you can't vet everything. But luckily, we have some good friends that told us about that. We read into it. We're just like, oh, fuck them. And we, um, so we very publicly uh, said that we're not going to play and we're not showing up. And our label freaked out. The station freaked out. The host was like calling our singer's cell phone and trying to explain. It was like, yeah, I don't know. And um, and right then we were also just learning about a program called Welcome to Country that exists in Australia where you can ask um, local representatives of the Aboriginal tribes to come out and speak with you. And you just basically, it's just manners. You just formally ask you, like, I realize this land is yours. It's stolen. We're just asking if we can have an event here. We're, we'd like to play a show tonight. Hmm. We're just asking your permission to do it. and Rather than asking the American government. Yeah, exactly. Who and so, would claim that they sure. own that land. Exactly. Yeah. And so everywhere that we go now because of that. and Oh, but like shit went like kind of viral. Like people started like, you know, they're really into it. And they're like, yeah, it's fucked up. They back it. A lot of people hated it too. And But we're just like, it was one of those moments where we took action. And where we had been wanting to do something, we just did something, and our manager's awesome. And we you know, called him. He's, he's just like, do things right. He's like, there's going to be a lot of people pissed at you. But he's like, yeah, but fuck that. And he, uh, yeah. and so we're just like, eh, we're not going to play it. And it just like turned into this whole thing. And we're just like, oh, yeah. Like, this is what we stand for. And... Um, and so, yeah, it kind of, it changed things. So then we just, we, we got a tribal liaison and we, yeah you know, we built this network and everywhere that we go around the world, we, uh, we ask, um, yeah, representatives from the local, uh, local indigenous peoples of the area or the people that have been displaced there to come and we just pass the mic. And so, um, we just recognize, you know, that this is their land and whatever they want to say, they could say it. So sometimes it's drums and singing and dancing and regalia sometimes it's is, are like, you doing this extra shows yeah where you, yeah okay and uh and it's it's super cool we do it everywhere we go and it's just like yes yeah, passing the mic and you never know what you're gonna get sometimes one person sometimes it's 30 and uh and it's just like yeah, it's like hey here's a microphone for a bit say whatever you want to a lot of people and it's wow. fucking rad it's so much fun and awesome. uh it's powerful it's heavy it's beautiful and it's a shared learning experience between us and the crowd and i just yeah, it's because really yeah, you have no idea what they're going to say. Totally. Yeah. Do you do you feel like you have a certain duty because of that platform? Like be, of the plat because of the platform, mm -hmm. would you still be doing those sort of things regardless whether you were? Yeah. In yeah. Famous like, band or not? Like did yes. Um, now though, it took it took kind of seeing that like that we didn't realize it till then. But yeah, like we do a lot of stuff. We just um, uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but or. Yeah, it's technically. Yeah, so we got some good things coming out, and uh, we work very hard. Uh, whenever we're not doing music or anything, we'll, we're you know we're going to start like flying out to villages, and we're like we 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 meet a lot with people locally and all over the world, and we go to a lot of meetings, a lot of um, events, and we are just very very um, 
concerned with that. I just like, we really have met some amazing people and, um, indigenous peoples have just been real fucked over. And uh, what is we, I mean, a lot of people, this is all over Google now, but I, what is going on with these indigenous women getting murdered and going missing? What's yeah. Dude, the because of the tribal like sovereignty. Is, is this just in Alaska? No, uh, no, no. It's 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 everywhere. Um, I mean, I don't only know like uh, stats from Alaska or rough stats. You know, I don't fact check, but uh, rough stats from you know Canada, the U.S., and Alaska. But it's like it's crazy. The because of the the. Sovereign nation and basically like the U.S. government will kind of use that to their advantage at any time. It's like, oh, you're a recognized tribe, so you get this. But if they're not, they just like they they play it back and forth. But basically, what that also means is if a woman on a reservation gets kidnapped and murdered, the U.S. government, the FBI, the CIA, the state police, nobody even kept a fucking record of it. Wow. They didn't file a police report. They just say it's it has to be dealt only with tribal or anything? It, yeah. Like, like sometimes they like come in not and help out, but like they didn't even have like an they, active... Are they trying like, to like gaslight them into joining the U.S. again? What's the, dude, it's like, yeah. I don't even know, but it's like, it's so fucked up that they... And it's just the situations that that caused. So, like, non-native people would know. Like, there, there's something like, like one in three, um, you know, native women will deal with sexual assault in Damn. their life. Oh my gosh! And something like almost seventy percent are by non-natives. Wow! Wow! wow. Fucked up. And it's like because you know it's like. It's there, there's just like, but there's just a mess of bullshit. So it's getting better, and people mm-hmm. are. It's a it's a it's a thing that's out there, but just a gigantic problem. Um, the the amount of people with like them making up just a giant percent of all female homicide victims are native. So what's your What's what are you trying to get accomplished in that? Are you trying to oh, just get them? There's so many people like that. Like when they hear a statistic, they're just like, "What the fuck?" And yeah, with a lot of the, one in three is ridiculous. One in three—that's a crazy it's stat. Crazy. Yeah. In Canada, it's something like they're they make up like sixteen percent of the homicide rate of the country, but they're only four yeah. percent of the people of the country. Oh yeah, it's so wild. It's- the numbers are fucking staggering, and. It's just basically use your mouth, use your ears, use your eyes. And like, and so we're just sharing information and raising awareness. And we're working with like the program and a lot of really good people working on it. We just feel very close to home because that is, yeah. you know, that's a. It's what you grew up around. Yeah, it's like a huge thing. Like, I didn't know that. And, you know, you can only, that's what's like amazing. That's what's about like sharing. It, you're ignorant until you know, but it's not ignorance. It's like, it's, you just, sometimes you don't know. Yeah. Like we did all this stuff, you know, our generation, they grew up playing cowboys and Indians, you know, we did. And, um, yeah, now it's, uh, and that you don't know until it's not cool. And then I remember, and I, I didn't know, we always saw like 
we'd go to Coachella and shit, and I'd see you know people wearing headdresses. I'm like, yeah, that's like, not that's, really that's cool. That's not, like, that's not really, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like, I was like, that's not really cool. Like I wouldn't, you know, like I don't like that. But um, but then it took us just hearing it one time, and we heard we saw a, a woman dancing with a bunch of feathers on and a headdress, and somebody just asked, like, act that's like offensive to me my people and sort of and just asked her to take it off and she didn't and then at that point we were me and john were just like oh oh yeah fuck yeah. that no the entitlement so, yeah. it just takes that yeah but you just didn't really know i i didn't really know like you didn't I, have that perspective and it didn't took, feel it like didn't feel good when i when i saw it or anything but I, like i didn't think much of it yeah and you don't until you know and so that that has to be, and that's a lot of my problem with a lot of the the culture that we're going. And so like the cancel culture and everybody's like, you know, one done kind of thing. I'm just like, dude, people are fucking, well, for one, you know, I generally believe that a person is smart and people are stupid, but sure, it's like, you don't know things until you know them. And then after you do, you can make a choice and so there was that. Like I didn't, and I do a lot of fucking work now. I help raise a shit ton of money, and I believe in this cause, and yeah. I will fight yeah. to the death for it. Um, but like I didn't know that until that moment, and then I was just like, and like I'd you said, always, people are quick to judge sometimes in that sense totally. of like not and, knowing. That and yeah, stuff. and then I just once you, and then but it's that choice. It's the uh, you know, it's the tree of knowledge. You know, it's like once you take a bite, you know, you like, oh, now I know what I feel is right and wrong. What are you going to do? And then it's the choice you make after it. I felt, so you talking about uh, just like sort of gross appropriations. Mm -hmm. uh, the Super Bowl halftime show the other day felt to me, I, a lot of people are talking about the sexuality or lack thereof mm -hmm. of it or sort of that whole thing. It it just felt to me like if a 17-year-old boy was told to to make it Latin and he's like, he just sort of had to Google yeah. people that were Latin that white people liked yeah. uh, and could stomach. You hit the most broad, stereotypical strokes that you could And have. he's like, nope, not enough ass. Let's get a little more ass in there. Yeah. Uh, let's get... It just it didn't feel Latin. I've been to Latin places. I know Latin people. But it, so it was like they were trying to represent it, maybe, uh, because they kind of had to. What, what? Weird, weird things going on. And also just the fact that I didn't like that Distra was like, I mean, technically, like, no offense, uh, you know, J-Lo and Shakira are uh, wonderful people, but I'm like, I, I don't like, you know, they're, but they're, you know, indigenous women and like when they're like, what the fuck with the mascots, like the 49ers playing the Chiefs, like the 49ers, for How those who Chiefs don't know, still? are like, yeah, and like, oh, dude, mascots, don't even get me fucking started. <laughs> but like, and the 49ers are, yeah, that's what they called the people that went to California for the gold rush, which huh. is what displaced Native Americans. I did not know this. Did you know this? The 49ers? Yeah, yeah. it's based off... Yeah, because uh, 18, 1849 was the yeah, California the Golders. Golders. Yeah. Okay. And so, like, the... Uh, so, yeah, it's just kind of what they uh, they called the people that were going in. Like the boomers. At, They're just yeah, everybody yeah. that came in 49. Yeah. Totally. Someone and, someone in California found gold, and then that one person made thousands that, of people come there. Totally. And that's what kicked... Like, they fucking, you know, pillaged and, and started some shit and displaced a shit ton of indigenous peoples. And like, yeah, I'm just seeing like the Super Bowl. I'm like the 49ers versus the fucking Chiefs. I'm like, I didn't like how that played out the first time. Aren't there and, still uh, Indians 
There's the Cleveland Indians. There's the Redskins. The fucking Redskins. I would say the other the ones. The Redskins. The other one, the, like Indians, Chiefs, say what you like. Mm. You could almost somehow get by the Redskins. There's Redskin. like, that's like. It, every time straight, I see yeah. that, I, I'm reminded of the song in, uh, what was it? Uh, there's Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Is that what you're uh-huh. talking about? Where they literally turn, they turn red because they toke the thing. Yeah. They they smoke the smoke. And then like the white people, all they have to do is smoke this indigenous whatever that's magic insane. juice and then they turn red and then it's oh that's how they were they their yeah. skin turned red they started out white what and normal fuck? like us and yeah. they smoked this jesus christ magic yeah. hash and oh, now they're red skins yeah. and now there's a tv show. show oh it's oh it is God. not the whole a song is about why are they sure. why how did they go from white which is how everyone is born am i right guys yeah, to red skin yeah. and them just asking and coming up with Reasons why. And yeah, apparently that, it was that one's, yeah, yeah, that one's always bothered me. Because the other ones, you can say what you will, and you could make your points either way, whatever. Out of all the things they've like, retired. It's different when someone's like, like I, my high school is the Warriors. And I'm like, even if it's appropriating, they're still like doing it with like some respect. Yeah. Or they, they can say that. And it's at least somewhat of an argument. Like, I still don't agree with it. The and like, just like basically if anybody, again, they have the Blackhawks, like um, anything like that. But yeah, no, they're shouting out all of them. Like, time to fucking stop. Redskins, and uh, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you guys. And, uh, Until you change. And totally, then, yeah. Good job. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Like, how rad would it be in, like, and winning a Super Bowl? How fucking awesome would it be for Kansas City, Missouri, um, to, uh, <laughs> um, how awesome that would be. For Real quick, for those who didn't know, Donald yeah. Trump totally tweeted out the wrong state that yeah, Kansas yeah. City is I get it. Kansas City, not Kansas. Yeah. Uh, but uh, there's a little bit Is it bit though with your president? It shouldn't be. I don't think it should be. Yeah, no, yeah, no man. I'm like, that's, that's one thing. If you have people like, who are just twiddling their thumbs asking you to yeah. proofread your tweets for you, that you're just not... Somebody fucked up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, but yeah, like how fucking rad would that have been to win the Super Bowl and then just be like, they're like, oh my God, what are you guys going to do? They're like, they're like, this was a legacy moment. We haven't won in 50 years and we're going to change the name. What the fuck? Wouldn't that have been cool as shit? Yeah. And uh, Name it after a bird. There's so many birds <laughs> Anything left. Anything they won't have. Yeah. The Sumatran fish tigers. Have, fish don't have feelings, you know. No. Um, it's like there's a there's yeah there's just a thing. It's a it's just never too late to make the right decision. That's what I was getting out of like, Yeah, yeah, we we're so it's like it's like bringing it back on. Like, fuck that. No matter like what you do, like come back. There's obviously some exceptions and uh, like really bad people, but um, but still. You can still make a good choice and like, shit, man, let's just do it. It doesn't take a lot. You don't have to go out there and fucking chain yourselves to bulldozers or trees or something like, God damn it. Just recycle your beer cans and like share information and be a decent person. Like if a lot of people do a little bit, we can really get a long way. I don't know. Mic drop. Don't really drop these mics. We just got them. (laughs) Uh, I would love to ask that Donald Trump question that we had. Oh one yeah, already. yeah. Those, those coming you, back to the icebreakers a little bit. We, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Saved, I, I'm very proud of this question. This I like this one a lot. This is just for you. So, if you could hack Donald Trump's Twitter and send out one tweet, what would it say? Just one. Oh, you don't get it for the day. You get, you get access for to send out one tweet. What, yeah. what would you, what would you vote do? Vote for Bernie. I don't know. <laughs> Finally, <answer. laughs> yeah, yeah. Vote for Bernie. That's pretty good. Bernie. Yeah, yeah. Or uh, let's see. God, my my Twitter's been hacked so many times. I uh, I let them like my band. Don't ever leave your phone open around. Oh, my band. yeah. 
Is that how you get like a thousand photos on your oh, phone? All it's, of a it's, yeah, it gets bad. It's oh. pretty funny. It's a, and they publicly do it. It's pretty good. Uh, pretty funny. It's a good, it's a good joke. Um, yeah, I'd say that. That sounds funny. Fun for Bernie. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, because his audience is largely the engaged audience there. Mm. We could all probably assume that they would either know what's up mm-hmm. with that tweet. Yeah. Or just be like, eh, he's make it whatever they they would it would be water off the back yeah they, they wouldn't hear that yeah i guess i could be way more it's like i'd probably give us know, a better answer zach yeah <laughs> i know right mm. so i'd think of something funny i'd uh, You'd go the funny route i'd probably go the funny route it'd be tough because i'd want to do something you know important like because uh, there's a there's a percentage of people that whatever you say they're just going to change their life and do that thing because they think it's true from the almighty Donald Trump. And so yeah. you could, you could ask do them to buy your really album. still think that like that's somewhere the hats and stuff but like that's, out of a hundred someone, someone somewhere does. Cause that's what got us to the point in the first place. Yeah. There's enough yeah, people yeah. totally beyond yeah. what we think. There's it's enough crazy. people that I just don't like, that's just a weird thing. Like I don't, I don't trust anything anybody says. Like I don't like, yeah, I don't, uh, yeah, like, I'm, never take anything that, like, there's nobody that I agree with 100%. Right. It's a mm-hmm. crazy to think so. I don't agree with myself a lot of the time. I, uh, shit, I dis, fuck, that's another mind. I probably disagree with myself as much as I disagree with Donald Trump. That's fucked up. And, uh, um, yeah, like, you, you have internal struggles and, like, it's, uh, man, I got to think of something funny, though, for the tweet. God damn it. We can come back. We, to yeah, that. we can come back. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 will, we will we, not we, let you leave. We, we put you a bit on the spot with that one. Yeah. I'd probably I would, quote uh, Kenny Powers. Uh, kiss <laughs> Somebody's my ass down. And suck my dick, everyone. That's pretty <laughs> My flexi dick. Yeah. My flexi, flexi dick. dick. My flexi dick. Hashtag flexi dick. Uh, you talked about Bernie a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know a whole lot about what y'all just did, except I did see on your Instagram you guys were active with him. Yeah. Um, what's a rally in Iowa. It sounds like maybe you might vote for him. You like him? Sure. Maybe. I mean, yeah, like, I like him. I like the guy. I've never been, I've always kind of been an anarchist. I, uh, I do not fuck with politics or politicians uh, until recently. I kind of have to. And mm-hmm. so. Um, yeah, I liked it. It was really fun. I liked hearing people speak passionately. I liked, uh, listening to people on why, and, um, I've never been into, it. I'm very new to it. And so I was out there under that, like, uh, some other guys in my band love Bernie a lot. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, personally, I don't like to, I don't want to support any politician, anyone. Sure. Like I don't, I don't, uh, I don't like the kind, although obviously, like, I agree. Bernie the Activist, I'm a big fan of. Sure. I love his message. I like all that stuff. And so I was, I was a little unsure. I was, I was skeptical. I was probably the most skeptical of the bunch. But once again, like, everybody has their reasons. When they asked us to play, I was like, yeah, if we can do land acknowledgments. Cause I found out mm. that like half a million people stream his rallies every night. So great. I got to go up on that, on that, on his platform. And awesome. remind everybody that we're on stolen land and bring up uh, some of the local from Iowa, yeah. the Winnebago tribe. You kind of ser- you kind of served it back. I, I sort of, was just like, I was like, oh, you yeah, let me yeah, do yeah we'll thing. do that. And it's yeah. like, but this, if you get Portugal the man, you get this with that comes along with us. And so that made me feel really good. And that's why I personally did that. And um, and I like his message just in general about uh, fighting for people you don't know. 
Mm. And and that's always held me back too. People that aren't like you that you yeah, don't know, or just, or, or just, just anything. It's like, you know, um, like look out for people that that don't need things that that you need, man. It's like, and when I go out and vote, like I don't need healthcare. I get I got like pretty decent insurance, and um, I do okay. But fuck, man, there's a lot of people that do. People need it. Yeah. People need it. And that's fucked up that they like have to go so far in debt or even just basic shit. It's like just take care of people. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't like big government. I don't like any of that stuff. But it's just like, God damn it, take care of people. And nobody abused the system. And it's like and I don't know how there's a way to do that, but like do that. If you if you need it, take it. If you don't, don't. And wouldn't don't it be great so. if everyone was just decent human? Exactly. <laughs> It'd be perfect if we didn't need the government at all, and just It'd the be. rich people just like helped the poor people by themselves. I know That'd we're be. just like everybody has realized that we all need everybody, and uh, and everything just can kind of work out fairly. But yeah, I think no, that's the whippets really talking. That probably right is. That this sounds like <laughs> some whippet talk here. It does. So, do, uh, did you get to actually talk to him? Uh, yeah, did, but briefly, like okay. didn't really get to sit down. I've kind of a busy guy, man. That was that was crazy. Matter. Yeah, but uh, but I did uh-huh. like his vibe and just seeing somebody that speaks their truth and that many people follow. That's like yeah, that's some shit. And AOC yeah. was there. She's a badass. Nice. We did a um, we did a podcast with Michael Moore. He's really smart and uh, man dropped a ton of knowledge about like my home state that I just didn't even know. In nice. the yeah, in the when like Vietnam when I knew that like it was you know built up bullshit lies and stuff like that and I kind of like made up this whole scenario and when they took it to the Senate to vote on it only two senators opposed it and was like nah man this isn't right and one was a senator from Alaska and like hmm. generally hmm. we're a fairly like red state and uh, and I was like interesting hmm. I didn't even know that and that's wild that I didn't know that he's a, he's a smart fucking guy nice I don't. And the other one is Oregon. Interesting. Oh, hey. yeah. there you okay. Go. You're 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 choosing your home grounds pretty well. Yeah, so you're, so like, I'm like, dude, you're doing pretty good. Playing hot potato like, yeah. with, your, yeah. with yeah. your states there. Yeah. I know very little about politics. Mm-hmm. Uh, I at all. I'm kind of an idiot. But it seems to me just like if we could just like buy less bombs and more mm-hmm. like. Penicillin or whatever people need. I don't know what people uh, need. AIDS, meds are, AIDS meds are be gone. Ex- meds are fucking expensive, and that's right. like, not as expensive as bombs, though. Not as expensive yeah. as bombs. True. Take, that. take some of that military spending and yeah. put it into some yeah, some, some sure. healthcare. Like and some... Maybe maybe killing other people doesn't make us healthier, yeah. just because in comparison we're healthier <laughs> because totally. they're dead. Anyway, yeah, we won't get totally. to that. And we're setting a very defined line of the people that are going to listen to this podcast. Yeah, yes. people that aren't. We, yeah. We're just we're really trying to define. We're, our we're, we're, right we're, now. We are very much yeah. putting. Zach Carruthers putting comes lines on, in the sand says I nothing about Portugal. The man only talks about Bernie. No, this is fucking. No, this is great. 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 No, this is good. Like, I cool. Hate talking about my band. Do it all the time. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Well, they all want to kill you anyway. So that's true. That's true. Yeah, exactly. Here's here's another interesting icebreaker. <laughs> Dustin put this in his way. If you're left, no, you can't do that. I can do That's, that. That is cheap. <laughs> if right. you're if you're if your left hand was chopped off in an accident, what oh. would you do? Basically, right now, if you couldn't, basically, if you couldn't be a musician, what what would you maybe do? But specifically, if your left hand, but if your left hand was chopped, left hand, chopped off, off. Left hand by yeah, yeah. me because I'm on your left side. That's for those true, who yeah. can't see, or maybe possibly John. In it one could, of be. could be, could be John. Maybe yeah. I did the tying up, and then John yeah. did the yeah. yeah. What, what, what um, would you do, man? 
play synthesizer. Mm. With your right hand, or would mm-hmm. you try it with the club as well? Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. I get uh, honestly, yeah. I would, I would, I would fix the process where you kind of move and kind of do chords and stuff like that. Like, there's, there's always ways, man. I'm like, uh, I'd, I would. Uh, luckily, I'm right-handed, so mm-hmm. I would, I would instantly. Uh, if my left hand got cut off, I'd just be like, "Wow, better than my right." And uh, but you can't finger a bass. No, nah, but uh, but I could. So I just I'd get savvy on another instrument. And honestly, I'd probably like I definitely don't want my left hand cut off. But like I'd I'd, uh, I'd make the most of it. I'd be like, "All right, I'm gonna learn some shit the other way." And uh, I like I like figuring out new things. And uh, and uh, I a lot of times need to. I like learning but sometimes i have to be dragged into the situation right. kicking and screaming and so anytime and constraint I am, is good for art yeah it's like the blues is oh for everyone, sure. anyone can play the blues oh but definitely you have to stay within the constraints and, and do something interesting with it exactly. i'm i'm that way where i need some restrictions like if someone just says go out and do whatever you so want Brian volunteers it throws paradox of choice the amputation yeah like yeah. the yeah the i need the four or five rules and then go out and do something like, yeah all right sure. i can work in, yeah in restrictions yeah once again okay. like yeah like i have the hard time like what do you want like fuck yeah. that question that's so such hard. an open <laughs> so hard what don't i yeah you know it's rough okay so, cool We're covering a lot of things um i guess this would also be a big term we could get more into the the film photography side of things yeah that was kind of a oh, you know, we, we scratched it but we thought that was an interesting thing to talk about because um maybe yeah, not so I'd many be, people know i mean we can geek out too because we did that a little bit already uh i'd be interested in knowing too just what was or what if anything are you trying to say with that art is it is it that for you is it something is it, that you're trying to nah, take seriously is it my, as a it's, platform it's mostly just like documenting and and uh i just like to freeze a moment in time in front of me mm-hmm. yeah. and like it's got my meaning and then like sometimes a lot of stuff like a post or anything's like just the band stuff and the stuff i take personally that like means something to me um I'm not sure what I'm going to do with that yet. So you just keep it. I got a lot of goddamn pictures and I'm fairly disorganized. So (laughs) one, every, like every couple of years I go through and like rehaul everything and organize my negatives and shit. But it's like, yeah, it's terrible. Like I'm a mess, (laughs) but, um, no, I just, I've always liked taking pictures and then I got into film, uh, just because I liked it back when, you know, before digital and then I got a digital camera and, um, I got, I was getting kind of bored and I was just taking too many pictures Yeah, and, um, and it was still fun. I did it every day, but then, uh, I went to South America and my camera broke and I didn't have enough money to fix it and it would take like weeks. And, uh, I was, then I was taking a trip to Africa, like some real photo shit I wanted to capture. And I like my camera broke and I always carried uh, an AE-1 with me, but I only took like a roll or two a year. And um, so I took it out. I was like, ah, oh, thank God I got this. And I went and bought some film, and then I got the film back. And I remember like I'd take on my digital like 300 pictures, right. and I would love three of them. Right. And then I'd take 36 on this, and I was like, God damn, I love 31 of these. And uh, and just like sometimes I get prints and stuff, and I'm, I'm like, well, shit, man. This is way more expensive and really annoying, but I'm, I just got into it. And I don't like sitting on computers that much. And so I was like, I don't like editing. I like just the kind of 
like you said earlier, one of you guys was like, oh, let's see what we get. Yeah. yeah. He said yeah. after the yeah. double exposure, I was like, hey, let's see what we get. I, I love that. And if you miss a moment, that's fine. Yeah. There's more. Hopefully that photo turns out because you've now made it into a thing that I have to post. Oh, and that's if it true. Yeah, yeah. You definitely then, have to uh, post that. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I, were you, did you do the Lomography thing? Were you in that craze? Do you know what I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, I I did it. Um, I wasn't really in the craze. We got some friends there, and they hook us up with mm. some stuff. So um, I didn't – I don't love their cameras, um, but I do kind of. Yeah. Like, I like that they – I like what they're doing. I like that uh, they're bringing – they're raising awareness for animal yeah, photography for sure. and they're making it cool and fun and cheap and easy. And, uh, and it's totally fun. And then just, but like a lot of like, I've had some issues with their, their stuff, but we'll say they're Loma Chrome though. I love the shit out of like yeah. Loma Chrome medium format. I like, I really enjoy that stuff. Good stuff. Um, I had my, uh, the camera that I took on tour with me mm-hmm. was the fisheye. Oh yeah, and they had the fisheye yeah. that had a tiny fisheye on top. That was the totally, viewfinder. Yeah. It was like a totally separate thing. One, yeah. But it was a fisheye, so like the lens would block half the shot. So you yeah. just had to guess. Totally. You know? uh, I had that, and I, there's just a whole. If you go back from probably like '02 up to 2009, mm-hmm. all of those photos are fisheye, oh, and totally, I yeah. totally regret not. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. I just because it, nothing else was interesting to me at the time. I just For was sure. like, I have this. That's the one I had. Totally. And so there's like my sister's tenth birthday, which was like yeah. this huge moment <laughs> for like we were dirt poor. We had she wanted a uh, a Hawaiian luau party. Uh-huh. She's ten years old. We have no money. We have like a fifteen dollar yeah. budget. Yeah. So we go to uh, probably the same Papa Murphy's that you worked. Yeah. At. Got a Papa Murphy's and then like made this like paper mache pig to go over the fireplace to roast. Did the whole probably appropriate <laughs> awesome. a little bit. Did the whole thing, and I have all these photos. Everyone's in lays, and it's all yeah. my little friends, you know. That's but they're awesome. all fisheye, so they're just like they look like creepy little ghosts coming out totally, of the side. Yeah, they're like yeah. they're like tilted to the side, you know. Uh, so I, yeah, I was very into it. But no, I, uh, I did that too with my digital. I had a fisheye, my digital, yeah. I, like before that one, and I spent all my money. I'm like, and then I realized I'm like, oh man, not every situation is supposed to be a Beastie no. Boys video. That's <laughs> like, it's like, damn it. If they it's not bad for a while. Out, they yeah. need to have an app that unfish eyes photos. I feel totally. like we just got rich. Yeah. Like, yeah, you could. Can, yeah. can you do that? I don't know. I mean, not at a film. Brian's going to run it up the flagpole. You could, but, um, Probably better than fish what, eye. I'm curious on your thoughts recently. There's been, obviously, in the last couple years, there's been a big resurgence mm. with film. And then even more recently, Kodak has raised their prices twice over the popularity and them trying to keep up with the demand. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the popularity and kind of just this increase in demand is it it's it a good thing that people are but yeah. it also now requires us to pay extra and there's there's more yeah there's more, there's more people in the in the pool sort totally, of thing is yeah, that yeah. is that a good thing is that a bad thing um i think it's a good thing for now i mean there's always those bubbles that burst and they uh, i don't know where we are in it um it does suck and i do like spending money i think there needs to be options like in everything, I just think there should be an option for everything. There's no reason that we can't have cheap film. And then if you get right. really into it and as it becomes a larger priority in your life or you get a raise or for whatever reason you can afford more, like there should just be, there should always be that spectrum there available for people. Mm-hmm. And I think there should be cheap versions of pretty much everything to allow you to try them and, um, 
yeah, sometimes I, I love some cheap film and, and then I figured out that like some, I like really expensive film. It's like, it's kind of both, but it's getting people into it. And it's all about making things accessible for people to find out if they want to get into it or if they have a voice in that. Cause and that's, what's awesome these day about like recording in the right. music industry. Like, you know, when we were kids and stuff like anybody, if you heard an album from somebody, they had to go into a, right. Like they were signed. Cause there they was were no other signed. way. There was yeah. no other way to like afford an album unless you were a rich kid. And, and now you can just do it. So there can be just some, Mm-hmm. Random kid yeah, from SoundCloud, SoundCloud or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. SoundCloud. That's how. What was it? Wasn't Post Malone? Yep. Yeah, totally, like yeah. Yep, the, sure. Recently, there's been this surge of people that have just been found through totally. these things, and that's like, and so everybody, everybody needs the tools, and it shouldn't be, um, you know, thrown down to money. And there's some things that just are expensive. You know, skiing's expensive, skateboarding's not. Um, there, there's like, there's different things, but I really like how there's an option to get people into it to at least try it. Mm-hmm. And then the expensive stuff, they just, I think they kind of know their crowd and they know like, you know, if you want, if you shoot Portra, you know, they can bump up the price and they're like, what else are you going to do? You know, you like to shoot Portra and you're like, yeah, I mean, do. isn't it weird though that like, so with most things, mm-hmm. they start out expensive. Like I think of like a compact disc that was yeah. like 20 bucks totally. in like 99, yeah. it was like $20 yeah. uh, for like a, it doesn't cost them more than a dollar to make, yeah. if not less. Uh, insane markup. And then eventually we all realized what was going on and it stopped. And it's never going to be $20 again. Nah. You can still get a CD. It's not going to be a $20 CD. It's nah. going to be like a $5 CD probably. Uh, most markets kind of do that. Like it, the bubble bursts, it doesn't they blow do. back up again. It's weird to me. That like and then Polaroid Polaroid came back like they were dead mm-hmm. and then they're like well, just no, kidding. another it's company been had the years. Polaroid patent yeah so Impossible a, bought impossible. a bunch of their yeah. factories but then Polaroid just came back like they before that all they were were yeah. just a, a logo that they put on like and it still hats. is they bought the box they bought the name it's still just Impossible Fair doing enough. it Fair and enough. it's super annoying because they didn't I I heard a rumor they didn't sell them the recipe. Like mm-hmm. and so Polaroid didn't sell Impossible the recipe. Yeah, they they gave him the name. They wouldn't tell him how they do that. Because I've seen and that I documentary. They they spent like years trying to just reverse engineer the breath. They don't yeah. know the actual recipe still. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It's and like KFC. I, yeah, totally. And I don't and I don't think that like maybe some of the chemicals like aren't legal now or something. But like Impossible doesn't look like Polaroid. And um, but shit's super fun and I love that yeah. I really like instant photography just because it is the it's a nice medium between the you know instant gratification and the analog and but you're still thinking that it's like a 17 cent button that yeah, you push sure. every time oh yeah well, it's, it's more than rough. that now it's, oh yeah a lot more than that now it's pretty true. rough yeah it's like $18 for like a pack of eight Jesus sheesh yeah it's a lot you, you better think before you push that button yeah crazy okay um I think we've covered a, we've, we've covered a lot in this amount. I guess one of the me, one of the go ahead go for it. Um, one of the last things we kind of had is um, what what can if if anything you say about yeah. about the new album yeah. and what is it what you've been working on? What is it added to like what you were talking about your influences and that sort of stuff? What what have you or what of the things you've brought along what with are you, you working on right now. Yeah, what are you, what are you working yeah. on? Yeah. Um, we are we just built a studio here, so that's fun. We don't have mm-hmm. to spend as much time in LA anymore. And um, we uh, we're really excited about it. We're kind of finishing it up right now. 
And we just kind of, we always like rewrite all the lyrics at the, like the last two weeks. We never know when the last two weeks is until we start rewriting all the lyrics. So that's what we're kind of doing right now. And so it's almost done is what. I'm yeah. Thinking. Yeah. It's okay. like, it's getting close, but this last thing, like it could be, it could be four days it could be four years. You never know. Let me ask you this, Zachary uh, Brothers. Uh, Can you just hum any part of any of the new songs? You don't have to sing it. It could mm. be a bass line. Just hum something for this us our, that no our, one, this, a this Portugal our, this clip that no one has ever heard. <laughs> you could use any body part, actually. I don't care. But I you just have to. You have to I just want to like hum the McDonald's theme or something. <laughs> like, just try to, try to get just Rick roll us on the air. Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. All that stuff's changing. I think we changed a lot of the melodies. I'm not sure, and it wouldn't come through. I don't think I would be a good. My home would be a good representation of it. Okay, fair it's, enough. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not very fun with that kind of stuff. Oh no, you're. That's a very good question. Thank a good you. Idea. Yeah, no, we were trying and, to. Uh, if I was more, can fun, you home come as you are for us? Just because now everyone's expecting. No, no, yeah. Honestly, I'm just like, I don't, I don't know if I can hum very well. Man. And uh, I just try with crash test dummies. Is you know the best thing to hum mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Weird Al version. God, that one was good. Oh, weird out. That's right. Um, but I know, but we're getting there. A lot of the um, inspiration from indigenous, from stories of indigenous yeah. peoples and just the story of colonization. So it's definitely heavy in the themes. Um, I mean, we're not very like blatant with that kind of stuff. Like you probably, most people wouldn't realize it even, but, uh, but that's definitely a huge theme of the album and something that's been inspiring us lately and like a whole reason for us to do what we do now. So it's, uh, it's pretty that it's super fun. It's very musical. It's different. We're working with Jeff Basker who pretty much showed Kanye Kanye. And, um, he's an amazing musician. We've had more fun in the studio than we've ever had before. Normally it's all that like sad, dark shit and like finally, we've been having a blast and it's been like pretty easy and we've been having a good time, which is rare. And that's, Nice. You and you and John haven't had to have a round of fisticuffs yet, as it were. No, I don't think so. No, not really. But we also not yet, it. not yet, not yet. But we also like we got into boxing too. So like we mm. have, but just like we kind of had a coach present, sparring. and we have gloves on, and it was like. But we don't really like. We're not supposed to go. Like we'll fight the other guys along John and Zach. Like. There'll be a little something behind every yeah. punch, like uh, you know, even if you're just sparring. Well. But that's fun. so your guys like twisted, like cathartic way of ha- being able to fight each other. But yeah, not, it's like, like, and that and that'd be fun, you know. It's a it's a thing you gotta you gotta let up that stuff, and that's where a lot of the passion comes from. And it is that fight, like, huh. and that's one of the reasons I love working with him. He is a fighter. I'm not, and he gets me to. And when when things jump up that I wouldn't, you know, it's about balancing out the other side when there's shit that I would let slide or something. He's got to be the guy that says, no, fuck that. And sometimes he says, no, fuck that a little too hard. I'm like, Hey John, you got to calm down and listen to this person or, you know, we, we all like, you know, you got to balance out whatever, whatever forces in front of you, man. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, anything else? We're going to try to wrap up here a little bit. Um, yeah. what do you, uh, Millions of people are listening right now. <laughs> Not really. Uh, my family. What would that, you like to say? Well, you guys are really good at this. Thank you. I'm excited. Like this is I. I do. I talk to a lot of people, and like they are not 
uh, this natural and not as like, you guys got really good questions. You did your research. Everybody has like one of those things, Mm -hmm. but like, yeah, you guys like the conversation just goes, you guys work off each other. Well, did your research, good questions. Like anytime we do an interview, like somebody does like one of those things, you guys are really good at this. Thank you. I like this a lot. Thank you, Zachary. I think, I think we just come at it from an idea of like, you've probably been actually here. Here's a good, and what's a question that you just are tired of being asked. I know that and probably... And then answer it for us, please. <laughs> oh, the band name is a big one. Like, oh, how of, it came together. Yeah, that's... yeah, yeah. Things you can just Google. Yeah, Google exactly. it. Yeah. And I get it, like, because we have a weird name. I was like... I mean, yeah, tr- you kind of put the that The truth yourself. is, like, I'm like, why do you have that band name? It's like, because we never thought we'd ever see it in fucking print, man. Yeah, it was we never like, fair enough. We didn't uh, think we were going to be We didn't think anyone was going to etch it on a statue. Yeah, there's no... Yeah, it's like... We were not thinking, oh, there has to be some deep meaning to this. That way, when we're doing interviews and people oh, are asking sure. us about it, we better come up with a good yeah, answer. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, man, it, uh, it's... I don't know, Pakistan, the man, like rolls off the tongue easier or something, but it's just like, but I mean, we, we have our reasons and then... But that's that's what's also funny, too, is I, I'm... I think everything has a reason, and your brain is a, is a fucking mean machine, man. I sometimes want, like the therapy thing, we just not. Sometimes we'll write down lyrics, and it's just kind of like automatic writing. And at yeah. first, they're like, they're like, why'd you do that? And it's like, ah, oh, it rhymes, or it's just like, but really, or just in the moment, it sounds what right you want to say. It yeah. feels right to you, and then you start really thinking back, and like we'll like. John and I will dissect our own lyrics after we write them when we don't put a lot of thought out. We're just kind of rolling a train of thought. But if you go back, like everything's connected and it all has a reason. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, I'm like, oh shit, I did mean something by that nonsense fucking lyric just because it sounded cool or it rhymed. Mm-hmm. And like, it's like, yeah, don't, uh, yeah, don't think you're too cool, but don't think you're too stupid either. And, uh, like, like you there's things that uh on a molecular level free will isn't even really a thing man cells within cells are doing things that you need and anytime you say anything or do anything it's because some something inside you already made that decision just whittling it down to like fucking atoms and yeah and shit like, and you and decide things it. before you decide them that sure. blows my mind yeah exactly. your brain already yeah. knows the answer to yeah. question the before you do the fact that we have to have language to communicate like that slows <laughs> down so much shit like it's a uh, it's crazy and then you got to make a song and then got to like take a picture of something we have to invent photography and like just to share mm. a story and, yeah. like as a way to connect like yeah, exactly we, like it's something like, happened where yeah it's it's wild and uh so i was gonna ask you if you had any parting words, I just realized we still don't have a tweet from you. So oh, that that's can right. Be, yes, this is, this this is a good ending. This was almost a disaster. Oh, Ooh. Donald Trump's tweet. Um, there's so many. Um, I just want to <laughs> come as you are. Come as you were. Yeah. Come as you are. Come as you were. Donald Trump. Donald Trump. <laughs> Zach, it was awesome having you yeah, on. That was fun. Um, Thanks, guys. We have your cell phone number now. I Good. usually break down like once a week, and I figured I'd call yeah. you. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Because yeah. you, you yeah. offered. I often don't you're answer. Gonna, text me, though, and I will text okay. you. You're, you're going to be getting those you. 2 a.m. on like a Tuesday. Uh, cool. yeah. I'll probably yeah. be asleep. It's like, usually, leave me a voicemail. It's usually <laughs> right in the middle of your concerts. <laughs> totally. Yeah. My, that's usually when I break down. For sure. Because it's usually about pocket. I'll know it's one of you. Excellent. Yeah. But yeah, Zach, thank you so much for this. Thank, thank you so much. Man. That was it great. so much. Yeah. Thank that you, bro. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.